Roughly 30 years ago, when I first met Calvin Haynes, I had no idea that my mother had connected me with the being who would assist in healing the greatest hurt of my life thus far, my daddy wounds. How did he do this, you ask? All by his action and consistency-based love. As a man in his early 30s who was on his own self-discovery path and had yet to even comprehend his greatness, he volunteered as tribute to step up and step into the fatherhood role. And by doing so, unbeknownst to him, he began placing the diamonds, rubies, pearls, and emeralds of self-worth, self-esteem, and confidence into my crown. Due to my biological father not being a factor, little Stephanie thought she'd never be a quote-unquote daddy's girl, which is a coveted role that I always craved being. In doing this interview with my pops, I realized that I've always been that to him, his girl, all along. I watched this man fall, get back up, grow, repent, love, hurt, teach, and be taught, all while declaring he was simply marvelous. Because of him, I'm a living witness as to what God can do. And also because of him, I made the better life choice to communicate with and honor and respect men despite my initial experience with them. He is one of the greatest loves of my life, the reason I believe in evolution, and also he is the reason that I attract instead of chase. Today, I sit down to discuss fatherhood to biological and non-biological children, the role of a husband, his upbringing, and so much more. He's pops to me, but Pastor Calvin Haynes to you. Are you ready for the latest episode of the I Said No podcast? Let's go. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Beautiful souls, beautiful souls, beautiful souls. I have the most amazing guest. I've been trying to get him on this show for a while to drop some wisdom on y'all. And he is here. He agreed. He finally took the day off to hang out with his daughter. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, saints and sinners, sinners and saints. I let, no, you know what? You introduce yourself, Pops. Who are you? Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Calvin Haynes. Um, I'm the one and only true pop. Uh, I'm the one that's filled of much love, um, always caring and looking out for folk. Um, I'm the person that you want to be around. I'm the one true person that's left. Look Hello, at everyone. Look at He's so cute. My papa. You definitely introduced yourself like a preacher. <laughs> You know you somebody preaching, man. You like ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is I, it is he, it is me. Welcome to the I Said No podcast, Pops. Hashtag ISM pod. Do you understand what you're on right now? Yes, I do. You sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you think you know? But do you have a little, a slight idea? I, I got a clue. I might be talking to the whole world, but that's all good. Just, you know, my beautiful souls are really important. My unicorns are very important. And we got a tribe. And yes, you are talking, in my opinion, to the whole world. Uh, are you familiar with podcasts? Uh, yes, absolutely. Do you listen to any podcasts? I listen to all of yours. <laughs> do, oh, I hope not. Pops it into... <laughs> That means you judging me. Are you judging me, no, Pops? No. It's, it's all good. You sure? All, absolutely. They a little ratchet. They look righteous, oh. but they definitely ratchet. No, no. No? I'm, I believe that everybody should be who they are. Yeah. I don't want anybody to change because then you're no longer you. Amen. So say what you got to say. Do what you got to do. Y'all see why I love Much this love. man? 
You see why I love him? He's just like, be yourself and do what you got to do. So the title of this episode is going to be called Simply Marvelous. And it is titled that because that is your catchphrase. Since I've known you, I think we even got you a shirt that made that says Simply Marvelous. Anytime you ask Calvin Haynes how he's doing, he says... I'm simply marvelous. Where does that come from? You strangely enough, um, way back, a buddy of mine picked up this book, um, called Positive Thinking. Okay. Um, kind of gave me the book. Um, he How allegedly read this? it. Oh, we're probably going back maybe 30 years. Did you say allegedly read it? Yeah. <laughs> I caught your shade. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't exactly someone I knew to be a reader. <laughs> Um, ah, but he handed me the book and it was about positive thinking and, um, always thinking positive in everything you do and everything going on around you. Um, there's a silver lining to everything. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I probably read maybe the first chapter of this book and it was more than enough. Um, for me, I didn't need to read any more of it. And from that point on, anytime somebody asks me how I'm doing, simply marvelous because whatever it is i can fix it i can change it mm. and in most cases it's just temporary god will do it yeah because it's simply sure. marvelous simply you have been marvelous. saying that as long as i believe we have known each other and i just think it i mean not to sound morbid but i can't i want it on your tombstone you know what i mean yeah. like this is yeah. just your catchphrase this is who you are and i don't know anyone who doesn't know you that doesn't know that that is your mantra Everybody, mm-hmm. um, believe it or not, I, I'm a branch manager of a bank and Come on, banker. my branch is called team simply marvelous. I, I mean, believe it's it. known. I everywhere. believe it. That's yeah. who you are. And you really embody that. I have witnessed you go through some things and even through it all in the face of adversity. If you ask you how you're doing, you will say simply marvelous. I, it's, it just fascinates me. That's a mindset. That's really what it is. It's not to say that I'm never going through anything. It's Mm -hmm. never to say that I'm not having issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever it is, kind of if you relax, you can handle it. You can take care Mm -hmm. of it. I mean, you were built for it. Trust Mm -hmm. me. If you put yourself in, get yourself out. (laughs) (laughs) Simply that. Like, you got here, so figure out how to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And in in cases that you feel like you can't get out of here. Like, because there are some people listening right now that says that are saying like, no, sir, there are some things that are so heavy on me. I feel buried and I cannot get out. So it's not simply marvelous for them. Sometimes you got to look back and think of how many times you've said that to yourself. Mm. I'm in something. I'm never going to get out of this. The very fact that you are still here means you did evidence that either you did or you can. Um, As long as you've got breath in your body, Mm -hmm. um, you can do it. Yeah, your biggest problem, we get stuck on stupid. If you keep doing what you've been doing, mm-hmm. you're going to keep getting the same result. It's not going to change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I believe in, you know, coaches and stuff that speak to you. They are good. They're wonderful. You talk um, about me, though. I know. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but you know what? And, and no ill will. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, um, I've had my share. And really what they're trying to do is just get you to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, we're not. Yes. You know, I tell people all the time, you got a headache, it's either somebody in your life or you ain't getting enough sleep. So <laughs> either go to sleep or, or get them something. out. Yes, remove something. And, Amen. And, and do what you got to do. Right. You I know, agree. You can waddle in it, but what is it going to change? 
nothing. And most people want the change, but they don't want to change the mindset. They want the results of the change mindset, but they don't want to do the work of the change mindset. Sometimes I think it's because everybody wants somebody else to do something for them rather than them doing something for themselves. Come on, Pastor. Either you are important or you not. Mm. And at some point and sometime, you got to make that decision. Um, to some people, it might sound bad, but mm-hmm. it's called self-preservation. Hello. At the oh. end of the day, it's me. <laughs> you Well, you know, I know all about that self-preservation. And you know, I know all about it, maybe a little too much. I go a little too far with the self-preservation. But I agree with you. You have to activate it because ultimately it's you. You're the one who's either going to suffer or thrive. Yeah. And the suffering to me is a choice. Who knows better about you than you than you? You know, but that's um, only when you know who you are. No, but think of this. I'll sit with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know who you are. I know how you good you are at what you do. Mm-hmm. But if you ever really think about it, I'm only going to tell you what I want to tell you. Oh, absolutely. You know, I got a secret. I ain't telling. <laughs> right. Oh, you I'm going to keep that in the closet. The real answer, you know, is it, going to stay hidden. Right. Because so I'm the one who knows really every logistic of the situation. It's you. Yeah. You know, you sit with somebody. You know, I'm a counselor. Yes. I sit with somebody. I tell them, if you ain't willing to tell me the truth, save your money. Well, you need to talk to these beautiful <laughs> souls. Because let me tell you something, Pops. As you know, you know, I'm a coach. And, you know, I'm into the whole uh, coaching therapy world. World, and many people book me and therapists all around the world to lie yeah. they, or they go there and not even not to lie to omit. Um, so you're p- essentially paying someone to pretend and you can't get guidance or help. Even with God, when people pray, they act as if he didn't write it all. You know, they act as if he didn't know or doesn't know what they've done or what they need. So they go and they fall on their knees or they meditate or they do whatever. And they just keep the details to themselves. Yeah. I showed up. For you to tell me I'm right. Yes. (laughs) I paid you. I showed up Mm. for you to make me feel good in my mess. Ooh, child. Do y'all hear this? I didn't necessarily come for an answer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just want you to make me feel good. Make me Even if you lie to me. Make me feel good. Just make me feel good. Give me that instant gratification that I feel I need, that temporary band-aid to get me to the next day or the next session. Okay. So we getting deep and I didn't even start the way it's... You do you understand? This is my pop. This is the kind of conversations we be having. I'm gonna let him continue to go deep with y'all, but I have some questions that I prepared for him that I think will also be a blessing to you. You ready, pop? You ready? Yep, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. So I asked you who you were. I want to know who named you because I like your name. I like the name Calvin. Do you know why? It reminds me of. This is gonna sound funny, but you're gonna know what I'm relating it to. The name Calvin reminds me of a black man who made it out the projects and did something for himself because of the commercial back in the days. Thanks, McDonald's of Calvin making it. And I don't really know too many men named Calvin. So tell me who named you? You know, it's funny. Um, obviously, my mom and my pops named me. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure where they got the name from. Okay. Um, strangely enough, though, I came up in a real loving family. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't come from a lot of conversation. It came from merely doing Actions. Yeah. Your you know, I'm probably the most talkative person in, your in my whole family. And how many brothers and sisters do you have? There's six of us in total. So three and three. Three girls, three boys. Mom and pop was getting busy. Yeah. yeah. And you are the middle baby. Oh, I'm the baby. You are the baby. <laughs> you are the spoiled baby of the crew. So pretty much tell, give us a briefing about your upbringing. You said you came from a loving household. So you grew up in the projects in the Bronx. Am I correct? Yes. What projects were those? Monhaven projects. Ma- Ooh, 
child. You was in the hood hood. Yeah, 149th Street, 143rd. Oh, my goodness. If you know the Bronx, you know he was raised in the hood. But in your house was not, it didn't duplicate or replicate what was outside. Am I correct? No, not at all. Um, both my mom and pops always worked. Um, all I knew was pop to work. Um, pop would never home. You know, what did he if do? Anything. Pop worked for the post office and he worked for the school system. So he was out there grinding. So, believe it or not, Pop started working probably at the age of about 14 and never ever returned to school. Um, his parents passed away mm-hmm. and he had to take over the whole household. Wow. And a lot do everything of responsibility. For everybody. Wow. So eventually he kind of helped to raise them. He ended up in the army, was in the army. I think it was about 13 years. Mm. I believe he was a drill sergeant in the army, mm-hmm. fought in a physical war. Yeah. So he was quiet storm. But one thing he always taught um, from being in the army, you had to be tight. Yes. And you couldn't worry about the person next to you. Mm-hmm. So it was always family never fights. Yes. And when I'm telling you that man took that thing so serious, mm. if he caught us fighting, he'd come in the room, tear the whole entire room apart. Other than that, he was like me. Never yell, mm-hmm. doesn't scream, mm-hmm. always quiet, soft spoken. But whenever guy, you though. mess with family, six foot eight, 260 pounds. That was a big guy. I watched this man throw somebody 350 pounds up into a tree. Oh, over what? <laughs> Playing. Oh, the, oh wait, that, uncle wait, wait, wait. That, that was his version of let's have fun. Wait. They decided they wanted to wrestle. He locked arms, did this spin. <laughs> that was and the his next version you know, of joy. <laughs> yeah. This so, was how they played. So he was a big guy, but a soft guy. He was big a guy. big teddy bear, soft guy, but discipline. Again, army sergeant discipline. The right. family doesn't feud. Um, what about your mom? Mom was the worker. Mom was the thinker. Mom was the one that made sure everything was good and taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, mom worked a nine to five. Okay. Pop would leave the house at nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get home till like one in the morning. Every single he, day. Every single day of the week. Wow. Saturday was the only day that um, he would be in the house during the day, but then would leave that afternoon for work to go to the post office. So he was never home. So he was definitely that financial provider, that disciplinarian. Yeah. But was he home at all enough to give you emotional love? Um, I'm going to say no. Oh, I you love know, the so honesty. Funny. He, you never had to question the love. Okay. Why? Know. How? What? Yeah. I, I would have to kind of give you some situations. <laughs> scenari- situations. Some scenarios. Um, this quiet person. Um, if you messed with family, he kill you. Became straight terrorist. He threw you in a tree. Oh, I mean, I'm talking without hesitation. Mm-hmm. And you know, he came from a world of I can't look behind me to see if you were coming back to get me. So I got to destroy so you now. Pop got you. Yeah. He's Pop, finishing you. Pop got you. Pops is my kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not, I'm, it's 48 laws of I'm, power. Once you come against your enemy, you leave them with nothing. You destroy them. So there's no, totally. there's, yeah, there's no, there's no chance that nope. they can come back. So that's kind of what made Pop, um, like quiet storm. Quiet storm. You know, it didn't matter what you said or did to him. Mm-hmm. He ignored you. You know, if you messed with family, then it became another story. Slit your throat. <laughs> if you messed with friends, it became another story. He was loyal. And when Pop came at you, trust me, you wasn't even thinking you about didn't have coming time to back think. at him. I remember one time we were in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I was buying an icy. 
And the man called me a liar. Mm. And my pop was coming in the store at the same time. And I said, Pop, I put the nickel up on the counter for that icy. He must have mixed it with the other person's change. And he says, nope, your son is a liar. And my dad ripped this man over the counter. Jesus. And I'm going, oh, my God, we're going to jail, Pop. <laughs> Daddy, calm no, down. let him go. Let him go. And, he, and that's just who he was. Who he did was. Did he let him go? I mean, eventually. Wait. <laughs> More importantly, did you get your icy? Yeah, I got my icy. <laughs> he choked him out. He choked him um, out. Wow. Believe it or not, you know, me and the store owner became, you know, good friends. Oh, uh, yeah. He's your best you know, friend after now. The, I mean, like, you would have been shocked at how close we were. Oh, you got a free line of credit after that. But, um, yeah. It, <laughs> so he was the type, you know, if something took place. We handle it ourselves okay. um, because if Pop came out. Y'all didn't want to call him. We No. Because he would destroy the whole. Your Pops no. was like Thanos. Do you know who Thanos is? He's the, um, uh, he's the like one of the big, you know who Thanos is, right? London, my niece London is in the room. Thanos is like the main character, the bad guy in the in Avengers movie, the superhero. Okay, right. I think you took Jalen to see it. Yes. yes. He's the big guy. When he comes around, like he shatters everybody. Of course, your father's not evil like right. Thanos, but when you're describing his size and power, that's what's coming to my mind. Yeah. He was very Thanos-y. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You would just see him and panic. Yeah, Thanos. Uh, uh-huh. He had no fear of nothing. Well, I he remember. survived wars, right? So well, what is there to be f- fearful about in America on this soil when I've literally probably seen, you know, people get killed and blown up in front of me and had to survive? But you'd be surprised. You got people who are in war and different things and would be afraid of a mouse. Well, yes. You know? Well, you're <laughs> absolutely right. War, war is right. Well, some but, people go in the army and they're cooks. And some yeah. people, you know, your father was actually planted and he was fighting. Physically. He was physically fighting, fighting a war. Shooting. He wasn't an IT tech. And watched um, partners get blown up right yeah, on in the pieces. side of him. Yes, yeah. I remember that story. You told so. me about that. Did he have, was he, okay, so when he was in the army, you weren't born yet or you were a child? Um, When he was in the army, I'm going to almost say I wasn't even born yet. Okay, so you don't know if he was different. When before, before the that, army or after, no. you don't know. You just know post dad, post yeah. army dad. You know, so funny. There was never any discussion about dad's past. Uh. Um, I think I know two people in his entire family. Huh? To that degree. How does that make you feel? Like you don't really know uh, you, about your your father, besides what he showed you. Yeah, I I let things go very easily. Yes, you do. Um, I don't worry about things I can't change or control. You know, Are you curious recently, Yeah, definitely curious. Recently, we've kind of come into contact with some of his older family. So now there's kind of an urge there to see, hey, you know, who was Pop's family and what's going on or what went on and everything else. Um, but for the most part, it's not like a a, a grieving mystery. over it. It's not like <laughs> yeah. a, you know, I miss it. Uh, no. I say something, you miss something you never had. Right. I mean, but you could be like very rich. Like you could have me being a kept chick. Like he might be having money laid around that you don't yeah. know about that you could give me. Like I don't know. some land out there. Oh, I know. So let's get, yes. let's get into that. So we talked about your dad a little bit. Your mom, you said she was okay. nine to five. Mom was there. Um, one of the memories I have about your mom was we went over to your house and she, it was a random Saturday, I think, or something. And I was just like, who has collard greens ready to eat? Like on the stove? Like she had, she's like, you hungry, baby? And I was, we were young and I was just like, mommy, can we eat? And she's like, sure. And I think it was like ribs there, collard greens. And I was just Everything. like, but it's Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You already got this done? You got to remember, 
every single weekend. They were from the South. Right. I'm the only one in the family that, that wasn't was born, born in here. the South. And are they, they Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston, South Carolina. Carolina. Yes, yeah. That's where I'm, you're from. I call me the happy mistake. Everybody <laughs> is exactly two years apart. Uh-huh. I'm a nine year gap. Oh, they, so they have fun one night. A mistake. Yeah, yeah, time, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I wasn't there yet. And then all of a sudden he must have came home on leave. Yeah, boom, and it was like, hey, Zanny. And he went back yes. for some more years. So you're the baby, baby, nine years. Baby, they baby. had a gap of nine years with no nine children. And he, they had a happy mistake. <laughs> and here you come. And she had to raise a baby all over again. Yeah. What kind of woman was she? Oh, my God. Um, you know, it's so funny. I, I married my mom. Wow. I hear that a lot because I feel like I married you. So I understand that. You married your mom in I what sense? I married my mom. Mom was a dresser. Mommy's a dresser. Just like your mom. Except my mom got to a point very frugal with money. Oh, mommy. So she was like, ah, I'm tired of um, paying all these people the money and decided she was going to buy a sewing machine and, and start her making own her own clothing. I love And that's that. how I learned. Yes, because you do so. You hem my pants and stuff. Anything. Yes, yes, you do so. I can make suits. Yes, you can. That's where you got (laughs) that from. So that's where I got it from. You know, I just know, I learned that after all the years I know you. That's, Mm -hmm. I know you know how to sew. You've sewn stuff for us, but I didn't know where you got it from. I was the electronic person. Yes. So she couldn't figure out this computerized sewing machine. She said, hey, boy, you good with this stuff? Figure this out for me. Mm -hmm. And I learned to do everything on it, trying to show her. And then eventually, you know, we were making all kinds of stuff. Um, Yet you don't have a clothing brand. I don't understand what's going on here. You're a man with many talents. (laughs) You're a man with many talents. It's it's crazy. Mom was the one that taught me to dress. Yeah. You know, she created her own little dress codes. You never put on more than three colors. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And you had to stick to it, right? Stuff like that. Um, She was... The one that taught me about material. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fabric. cheap. Yes, yeah, the different yes. fabrics. Oh, you can't be wearing no double knit and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So yeah. that's kind of where I really got it from. She told you you wasn't going to be basic on her watch. Yeah, yeah no. Mom did not. more of the raising than dad. Dad showed me how to be the provider and mm-hmm. to take care of a house mm-hmm. um, at any cost. He was probably the only man I've ever known in my life to make the kind of money that he was making from those two jobs. Mm -hmm. And when he got paid, would just come in and just drop all the money on the table and leave it for her. Really? She handled the money. She handled the finances. She handled it. And did she handle it well? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We never had a time where we didn't have money um, coming up. You were spoiled. Yeah, you had whatever you wanted, didn't you? Nine-year gap. Yeah, I know. I I know. I get it. The baby, baby, baby. By the time I got to that point, like, once we start hitting about nine and ten, we start getting into kind of fashion mode or keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. Yeah. At that point, everybody else was out the house and gone. So everything went to you. Everything went to me. Me and my nephew, Mike, who eventually came in. So when I say we had... Everything. He came to live with you guys. Everything. So you were saying, because you're the baby, so your nephews are your age. Yeah, he's actually two years older than me. Your nephew's older <laughs> than you. So your nephew comes to live with you. So it's your nephew, but it's essentially like a brother. Yeah. So y'all are hanging Absolutely. and y'all are fly together. Yeah. Because, okay, so I'm going to jump around now. <laughs> Do you remember how we met? You mean with you guys? Yeah, me and you. At the skating rink? 
No, we well, didn't we meet were at the skating rink. We met at the house. No, no, and no, then no, we no. went to the skating rink. You came with mommy to pick me and sneak up from Miss G's house. You talking about the day I had on the white pants? No, you had green on jacket. You had on a green. You have velour on. Yes. Yes. And you had on a nugget chain. Did they have onyx? An onyx piece? You laugh. He's cracking up. He can't even do. You had on a nugget <laughs> chain and an onyx piece. I think you had the yes. bracelet to match. Yep. And maybe a ring. And you had on the green velour. And you came. Mommy was like, my friend is downstairs. And we were like, friend? What friend? And of course, by the time you met us, you and her was already getting it in. And it was her, it was her time to introduce you to her children. And, you know, me and Tanique was like, what friend? And we come down and see this tall brown thing. But we were like, who is this fly guy? Because, of course, mommy was into church. So she wasn't really allowing us to spend money on, like, street gear as they call yeah, it so yeah. we were of course it's it's the 80s or no it's early 90s it's hip hop it's rap and this is all we want to dress like right. and here you come dressed like all we want to dress like you had on your Adidas you basically look like a fourth well, member of Run DMC you know what's crazy I mean like basically um, it was a basically a green yellow and white jacket yeah I had the green yellow and white sneakers yes you had your shell toes <laughs> the white pants yes um, I forgot you had what a blowout shirt in I your had hair. on the blow. Oh, your line was, was crisp and tight. <laughs> and I was like, who is this guy? And do you remember? I don't know if you remember. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I confirmed with Tanique before this interview. Shout out to Hype so that I, I had my details correct. Do you remember her, of course, sizing you up? Because you know how she is. Oh, like, yes. you ain't my daddy. Who this nigga? And I was just like, okay, are you a drug dealer? Do you don't remember oh, me asking yes. you? Yes. And you started to laugh just yes. like you're doing right now. But no, you know, so okay. <laughs> Steph was supposed supposed to be the quiet no, storm. Was she was supposed to be the shy one. Yes. But when it was time to say something, I had a million she would, you would be the first. Just like now. Yeah. I'm the Straight one shooter. interviewing. See, look at 30 years later, I'm the one interviewing you. Isn't this crazy? Straight I was like shooter. eight years old. Like, are you a drug dealer? Are you a rapper? What's going on? Where'd you get that shirt from? Is that real gold? What's that black thing called? Mm. You're like Onyx. So I was like picking your brain because I'm like, who is this guy? Because mommy didn't bring guys around us. Right. So I'm like, who is this dude that is worthy enough of my presence it you know funny um you gotta remember in reality i was not your mom's type uh yeah i know <laughs> and why do you say that why do you say that no no your your mom's you could say it it's uh, okay she no no you. no no i'm i'm, she I'm is, she's bush i'm trying to in a sense yes yes okay granted because of my mom um project yeah made me a hood booger Hood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> though I never sold drugs and all that stuff. Right. Um, my stuff was so tight, you would have thought I was selling drugs. That's why I asked you. And hung around all, all of them. All of that, yeah. Um, got much respect from them. Mm -hmm. Anything they had, I had. My mom would buy me, get me, whatever. You know, I'm kind of like that. You remember with you guys, when y'all wanted something. Oh, yeah. I you didn't care what fly. it cost. Yep. I would go and buy it, yep. and that's how my mom's was. Um, mm -hmm. I've got moments um, that's incredible that I believe makes me the dad that I am. Mm -hmm. Like somebody the other day at work asked me, um, what makes somebody a father? What makes somebody a dad? Well, that was one of my questions, so go ahead and answer it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, your kids. Your kids make you a dad. And and not you just being a seed donor. A sperm your, donor. Kids have to declare you 
dad. That's a word. Say that one more time. So wait, wait, wait. What makes you a father again? Your kids have to declare you dad or father. Because if they don't, you're a sperm donor. You're just a sperm donor. Mm. You could be in the house. You could be providing the money. If your kids do not call you dad or say you father, you are not. I agree. We think that we're entitled to it. Say it, Pastor. Because, you know. Uh, I put the roof over your head and right. I put some food I in your you mouth. I brought you in this world. I take yeah, you out. But that's not all that makes you a father. Amen. You know what I mean? And I would prefer you calling me it because you want to. Not because you Or not because to. you would demand it to. Right. You know. So, no, no. You make me father. It's worthless to hear it if the person doesn't mean it. That was beautiful. Really? So, no, no, I completely your agree. Kids. Well said. Your kids make you a father. Yeah. And you make a great point that I've said on this show before. Just because a parent or anyone, a wife or husband or whatever, is physically in the house, their physical presence is there, doesn't mean their emotional presence is there, doesn't mean just because their financial presence is there that they're actually parenting. That's why I asked you, did you feel that your father gave you um, emotional love because he was working so much? And you said no, in a sense. Right. But you knew he loved you because of what he did for you, his yeah. actions. It came from... From different areas. Um, when I grew up was when I realized what I was missing. Mm-hmm. Coming up, yeah, as far you as I know. was concerned, yeah. nothing was missing. It was hindsight for you. Um, dad didn't disappear. Right. Dad Daddy came was there home every day. when he was supposed to. Yeah. The money came home. Um, we went to amusement parks together. Like Because of the jobs he had, he had every holiday off. Right. So every holiday we did something. Palisades. When he park, had the time, he put the adventure, time in. Right. Mm-hmm. So he did it that way. Right. Um, we used to sit for, let's say, like on his Saturday mornings or something, or if by miracle he had a day off and we weren't doing anything, we could sit for nine hours watching TV and not say one word to each other. Look at your face. You lit up. Aw. That was your quality time. That was it. That was your quality time with your dad. Just us watching it together, Mm -hmm. watching the Westons Mm -hmm. and whatever else. Mm -hmm. And and that was our moment. Mm -hmm. You know, why have to question your dad's love? Here's a man of very few words, you know. Today, I kind of realize how important it is to have someone say, I love you. Yes. The words, I love you. Right. His actions said, I love you. Mm-hmm. But would you have liked to hear it? Now? Yeah, now? You, knowing what I know li- now? Now, yes. now, Calvin sitting here with little Calvin, now knowing who you are as adult Calvin, would little Calvin like to hear it? Yes. Got it. You know, mm-hmm. and not so much that I wanted to hear, I love you. Mm-hmm. I just wanted the conversation. You, because the conversation to you is love. Just wanted to That's talk. your love language, yeah. communication. It would have helped me to grow mm-hmm. more. Amen. I might not have went down some of the roads I went down if, if we had more conversations. Because later on in life, um, I came to find out I was duplicating his life. But and you didn't never know, know because he didn't have the conversation that never. this was his life. Fellas, you hear this? Have conversations with your sons and your daughters. Yeah. I love this. You you, you duplicated to. something that you didn't know. But if you would have known, if he would have shared in conversation some yeah. of his stories, not all, because a man is entitled yeah. to have his secrets, yeah. right? But, you know, a lot of it is in the DNA. Yeah. And somehow you will take part in it, not yes. even knowing. Yes. Um. And I'm 99% sure I told you guys this story before. When I met your mom, she had two. And remember, I had one. TC was on the way. Yes. Okay. 
my two oldest sisters were my stepsisters. And you didn't know. I never know. know till I was 36. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know. Mom that had one. Well, dad had one. He had one prior to them getting together or right. is a so cheating situation. Mom had two daughters. When they, when got, they got together. together. And he had one. That's just like you and mommy. She had me and Hype. Then you had Tease. And yep. then y'all got together. And then it formed the modern family of three. So now think of this. When I met your moms, mm-hmm. um, I ended up working for Federal Express. Yes. Pop worked for the post office. You you both delivering packages. Yes, yes. Well, he wasn't a delivery guy. He was in the bulk yes, area. Yes, but, but it's still, still the same, same thing. area, yes. Now, dad worked for a school. Yeah. I ran a school. Right. I Ooh. ran the whole Sunday school, 185 Jesus. students. Wow. But never knew until, you know, one day God dropped in my heart to consider writing a book. Mm-hmm. And Which I, think I think it was should. really for me to just. I'm going to say it again. I think you should. Point, no, I will. <laughs> okay. Believe it or not, book is written. I just haven't you tried just haven't to publish. But well, the let's, book well, we written. can self-publish. We can work on yeah. that together. Um, but it was on restoration of the family. Yes. And to restore the family, you have to learn about the family. Yeah. And so you, you started figuring his past out. Past. And you found out in doing this book, which is no coincidence, God makes no mistakes, yeah. that your life was not just your life. It was a mirror of his. his. Interesting. And then what you got to now do is decide what you want to keep. And what you want to dump. Oh, Lord, I'm about to speak in tongues in here. You are not required to, to keep and carry everything because I don't have to accept the bad. Neither do I have to live in the bad. Say that again. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. You don't have to keep parts of your past or your parents' past. We all, everybody wants to have these buzz phrases, generational curses, generational curses. But we don't realize that we have the power to break them oh. and leave them where they were in the past generation. Let me tell devil is a liar. <laughs> Let me tell y'all right now, repeat. devil is a liar. Yeah. You do not have to live in their curses. Amen. I, you could be in their house and not have to live in their curses. Preach, the devil preacher. is a liar. Yes, the devil is a liar. You don't have to. Because no. if you are, it's a choice that you're choosing to. Life in and of itself is a choice and the life that you live you chose at mm. a certain point. Right. When you a child, I'll say you're kind of victim to it. Right. Because you're not really at a place to change it. Your mind isn't even there to make that decision to change it, but at a certain point in time, you got to make the better no, life choice. I accept this, I don't accept that and this is it and this ain't it. We can take this where you want to take it. You want to put me out, put <laughs> me out, what whatever you want to do. Whatever you need to do, but I'm free. Yeah. Wow. And Ooh, child. Mm, <laughs> about to send my offering plate right on over. So let's talk about fatherhood. You mentioned that you're a father and you have four girls yes. at this point. Um, was fatherhood always something you aspired to? Men don't aspire to. I'm going no, some men say I want to be a father. Yeah, you don't believe that? You never, you never said I'm going to um, be a dad? Okay, let's put it this way. Uh, very few. <laughs> yeah, we can't generalize. Far we can't say in between, all. Yeah, yes. Very few. few. Some, you know, could be based on your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of how you feel. I, I tell women all the time, be careful of the representative. 
Oh, honey, yes. Pre- pre- talk I'm, about the mask. Talk about the mask gonna, that represents the first the three months. I'm if they sending can last out my rep. Yeah, I'm sending out the creme it's, de la creme. The mask is on full. Yeah. And I got to do whatever it's, I do to keep this mask on to get them draws. He can be as fake and as phony as he wants, pretending yeah. he's doing whatever he thinks you like. Or need a Eventually, one. it's going to start to fade out. Yeah, because they so can't wear that mask for a long be time. Be careful you're not Because it gets hot under the mask, Pops. It gets hot under yeah. there. The representative can't. you get tired because yeah, it ain't you. It's exhausting because you're playing a role. Essentially, yeah. you're on stage every day. You're being an actor. Yeah. We, we've watched TV shows. We, we, in a sense, know the game. We, we, we know, in a sense, what we think you're looking for. And sometimes you're only looking for it because you saw it on TV. Mm. You know, oh, yeah, he needs to open that car door for me. Right. Three months in, he's like, oh, baby, go ahead and get that. I'm on the other side. Oh, get he ain't even door. saying that. He, he just he, got in the car and turned the just, key already. He ain't even saying that. And here's the thing, Pops, with this generation, because everything is so social media based and every day on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everybody is posting their likes and don't and, and non-likes and dislikes. It's easy for someone to just go through your feed and be able to prep for the mask, for the representative, right. because you're saying what you like, what you don't like. You're posting where you want to go, what you don't right. go. You're posting your moods. I got to add it to because let me tell you what happened on the train. This lady did And I hate liars and I hate this. You're you're literally giving someone the blueprint on how to bring their representative to you to fool sure. you. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Right? You're telling someone, this is how you get me because all I'm doing is telling you what I want and need in my likes and dislikes every single day. It's fame can make life very dangerous for Amen. you. Amen. Because your whole life is out there. Everything you know, is when on you're display. you're not famous, you know, you get to hide more things. But if I know anybody that knows you, I'm talking to them, quizzing them. But you don't have to, to Instagram out. anymore, Dad. It's, like, yeah, I you're know. Get, the person that I but, know is your social media. Like, I don't even yes. have to ask a person. I'm literally just scrolling through your timeline. This is the person now, right. the data, the phone. And people are literally every single day. And then they'll say crap like, I only share with people what I want them to share. You think that, but you're getting very comfortable every single day telling mm-hmm. everything and all about you. And if the man is smart enough. All he has to do is go through it and be like, I'm going to get her but right here. A lot of times, again, it, it's the rep yeah, that's, that's on the saying. Instagram as well. Yes. So you're not sure. And you know what's so crazy? Um, sometimes people think they know themselves and they don't. <laughs> that's a word. You, you know, I'm, I'm do you know who you are? caught up in other stuff. I did this class called Are You Single? Oh. And it wasn't about you not having a significant other in your life, mm-hmm. but are you whole? And do you even know who you are? Oh am goodness. I single or am I Sybil? Cause today I'm mommy. And then tomorrow I'm auntie. Right. And then right. next week I'm this person. Sybil, and next the, week the I'm personalities. that person. I'm the person on the TV. They might not know the metaphor you talk about that. You might yeah. want to let them know so, what Sybil oh, is. Sybil means having multiple personalities. Normally about 20 to 21. <laughs> running around inside of you yes yes so um, this ties into the last episode the episode before this one pops out it's called singleness and i'm talking about people not honoring their singleness they're so focused on trying to get married and trying to be caught up and trying to find a, a half to make a hole not realizing that they should be whole in the first place i'll say this to you um 
If you don't know who you are and you are not secure in who you are, the next person you get connected with will manipulate and use you to death on every weakness you have. Oh, preach it, preacher. We will take advantage of it soon as we find it. Yeah. You know. Well, you don't even have to find it. We got desperate written on our foreheads. We got it written across our chest. Sure. You got men see this, they smell it. It's a radar, and this is a perfume that women are emoting, and we don't realize this. We're just giving you like, come take advantage of me. Come use my money, my credit. Come use my body. Come use my soul and then leave. We have it written all over us because we're so desperate to find a half, to make a hole. Yep. And sometimes you give off a vibe that really isn't you. Yeah. And now I think that is you. Your low self-esteem speaker. It's kind of the (laughs) same thing when I say, okay. Um, you picked her up with the mini skirt on. So what's the problem now? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if that's not what you wanted, you should have left her alone. You shouldn't have picked her up. Now y'all done went down the aisle and you trying, trying to, to tell change her, to get- her wardrobe. Ooh, I just lifted holy hands. No. You trying to change what attracted you. But if you really didn't want that in the long haul, because this is who he or she was. Yeah. So mm, I, mm. It's, it's insecurity on both sides. You better come on. You know, oh, sex is good. So nothing else matters. You know, that worked for men. Sex is good. Initially. So nothing else matters. And then when the other stuff come in, it all matters. Because now I have the fear, oh, she's leaving with half. Yes. You know, that's why people say, oh, after you walk down the aisle, everybody changed. No, they didn't change. It just got a little bit more serious now. Right. Because when something happens, somebody's leaving with Half. half, right. They, my, half of everything I've worked hard for. Yeah, my tolerance is a little bit lower now. Yes. You know, yes. you ever go to that thing, uh, you should know me by now. Mm-hmm. Well, you change every day. Right. How do I know everything? <laughs> I know you. You know, that's a word for me. You just got me together, collected and gathered me. How am I expecting my husband, your son-in-law, that poor thing? Um, How am I expecting, because I, I say that to him. I'm like, you should know. But he's, you're right. I'm evolving all the time. How can he always know? Thank you for gathering me, Pops. Yeah. I'm going to see him at hug him tonight just because of you <laughs> what i loved yesterday i, I might, might not, not like today. today yeah you're right evolution is constant right. I'm, I'm growing and and people don't understand that i'm growing um mm. sometimes you you got to be honest and say okay that was acceptable two years ago but what about but now? we've gone two years now there should have been some growth and I don't see it. Yeah. So, yeah, I did accept that two years ago. But I don't. But you should have grown up. Right. My palate's changed and I'm allowed to change. I'm allowed to grow. Tell me. Um. So we talked about fatherhood. You said you didn't. Nah, you didn't always know or want to aspire. Did you want to? Uh, did you aspire to be a husband? Did you know you was going to be a husband? Did you ever want to be a no. husband? Um, Is it the same thing again, as fatherhood? Again, it's just. It's television. You it's wanted to be Bill Cosby? The house you live in. Everybody wanted to be I know, Bill that's Cosby right. Family. I was wanted to be one of the kids. But I'm light-skinned enough. But I asked <laughs> this. Uh, did you really want their life or did you want that money? Right, that house in Brooklyn. Did you want those sweaters? Comfort, did you want that, that Callaloo? <laughs> did you want Dizzy Gillespie coming over and playing in your living room? Yeah. So it's, right. sometimes I have to ask, what was it that you really wanted? We That's equate it word. to marriage and That's another all of word. That stuff, did you really want marriage or did you want everything that was around, around the marriage? Did you want the aesthetic yeah. of the marriage? The house, the staircase, the kitchen, swinging door. Yeah. Right. When we're younger? Yeah. We're just dogs because, you know, Who's we were we? You know, like all us. I'm just going to put all, <laughs> all us out there, put you y'all put all on blast. All y'all are the rough, rough. Yeah. <laughs> we, 
you know, we out to get our nookie, and and basically you that's still call it. it nookie. If you something, so old. you you know, you what I'm saying? Call it nookie, I was trying that to box. share the age with y'all without giving away the age. <laughs> that nook nook. Yeah, you know, that was the pastor side. You yes, know, the pastor side ain't few gonna, words I can use. He's not gonna <laughs> say that box, that snatch, that punani. No, he gonna call it nookie. It's all right. It's all right. We could probably you could go say, probably, you could do punani, Reverend. Yeah, you could do probably, that. All right, we can stay there. Don't worry, I ain't gonna force you. But. That's kind of the thought originally. Um, when we're young, I'm chasing the, it. The entire attraction is to your looks and your body. Right. That's it. And that's kind of where it starts. And yeah. then afterwards, you know, we start, oh, no, this one crazy. Oh, <laughs> no, can't do this anymore. Right. And I've, I've got to run. So I don't want to really sit here and say, yeah, we thinking, find this one. As time goes by, you start realizing, okay, things are a little bit more serious. I'm wasting too much. Money, right. getting a little bit older. Mm-hmm. So I want now different you things. start thinking about it. And you want to know what's so funny? At some point in time, you find that woman mm-hmm. that makes you come to that decision. But that's a lot of, that's a lot of way for us to carry pops. You find you the know. woman that makes you want to change. And then she's like, you know, responsible for the, for being the person that made you want to change. That's a heavy burden for us. It's, it's not, it's not really a burden. Don't tell it's, me what it's not. No, no. That's a burden. If that's the case, we carry the same burden. No, no, you don't carry the same. You carry different no, no. burdens. You carry I, burdens. That ain't the same burden. I got to hope that you find me to be the person you want to change for. In okay, a sense. if that's what you want right. to say. I mean... So your mind's all made up. <laughs> it's been made up back since 12. I kind of knew who I was going to be at 12. looking for this. I think you knew I knew what I wanted to. And this is how going to be. And we're going to do this in our big backyard. <laughs> You know, and, and yes, women kind of think that way sometimes. Yes, but we kind of know. Like, you'll hear women say, I knew since I was 10, this was the dress yeah. I was going to wear, this is the man right. I was going to have, this is the wedding I was going to have. We don't have to raise you as much as you have to That's raise us. That's what I'm us. saying. That's where the burden True. comes from. But then thank you for admitting that. It comes with the territory. I don't like the territory sometimes, <laughs> Pop, and I'm going to just keep it 100, damn it. Like, it's you not see? all it's cracked up to be. Okay. It's so, hard. It's heavy. I said it earlier. Make that decision. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a choice. <laughs> it is a, no, you are right. It's a burden that I choose, I, and it's not a burden 24-7. I'll but, either find somebody who's already raised, right. or I'm going to raise the one I'm with. But like you said, we're always growing and evolving. There isn't 100% of everything. There is no perfection. You're never, so. ever going to have it. You're never going to have it. So to think yeah. that you're going to get someone who's already raised, or that you're always going to be already raised in a situation, is right. not. it's not realistic. Okay. Finding who you are mm-hmm. makes it a lot better. Because yes. it'll be immediate decisions. Yes, I agree. Rather than lingering, lingering yes. decisions yes. that are being made. No, nope, right. already no, I'm not trying to deal with Right, that. I'm sure in my skin, I'm confident here. This is not right. what I'm tolerating here. And you're right. The more sure you are in your emotional being, yeah. your mental being, your self-worth, right. your self-esteem, it does make things easier when it comes to a partner. And then you got to make sure that that partner's um, on board with you. Um, I knew how to be a father. Even though my father wasn't necessarily present, right? I knew how to be a father. Or let's put it this way. Biggest part is knowing how to love. Because once you know how to love, everything else will fall in line. But I challenge that. Knowing how to love, because I think one thing parents do wrong is love on one level. Meaning not realizing that their kids have different love languages and communication styles. So you you treat all your kids the same when they're not the same. They ain't love. What you mean? I'm going to tell you straight up. It ain't love. What's not love? Okay. Sometimes we're guessing. 
Yes, you got to figure it what out. What love is. Yes. I, if you ask anybody what's love, mm-hmm. love is almost undefinable. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. can't really put it specifically into, into words. Right. Um, easiest way, complete unconditional. Whatever you do. Yeah, you are an unconditional guy. Because there's, Un- there's a few times if I was you, I wouldn't have been sitting in this chair. <laughs> it's nothing you could do that would make me turn away. Well, then that means I don't have unconditional love, Pops. Am I broken? It doesn't Am I damaged? Because I will be like, goodbye. It doesn't mean you're broken. I mean, you, I you like gotta... being myself, but I feel like other people will be like, mm, you don't have unconditional love. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. Life in itself is a decision, right? Yeah. So love is a decision. Yeah. And that decision is come hella high water. I got your back. Simple as that. No matter what it is, what's happening. I only reserve that for I've like got... a few people. That's like a pocket. But it's only supposed to be for a few people. Say that. Yes. It's not the whole entire world. And that's why people is miserable because they taking on people as assignments that ain't their business. No, no. I can show everybody a certain amount or a certain level of love. Yeah. But when it comes to my direct family they and get children. Special dispensation. That's, yeah, that's different. Like, it's easier to love somebody outside than somebody inside. Why? Okay. Um, say you and Dennis. Yeah. You got to see him every day. Every damn day. <laughs> if right. it's a friend from outside, I could choose not to talk to you. Ever. I could choose not to answer your phone. Call. Right, right, right. I don't have to let you back in my, in my house. life. And or then house. when I see you on the street, hey girl, what's up? Oh, I could act like I don't see you there either. At all. Right. right. But when it's somebody that you attach to, mm-hmm. that's more difficult because you can't just walk I away. I can't run away from my husband in yeah. my house every day. So it's it's harder. Yeah, I agree. You know, sometimes you'll hear people, someone will say to you, nothing they do bothers you. Why everything I do bother you? Because mm-hmm. you live in my house. <laughs> and you do this every day. Right, right. You know, I can't run or escape from you. Right, at least... you wearing me down. This person's not. Yeah, yeah her, I had yeah. a two-week break. Right, I got a reprieve from him or her, and I got to right. actually recalibrate. But you do this mess, or I, I'm a reminded of your mess every day because right. you're in my face. And then I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm going, well... You're supposed to love me, so if you love me, you should have changed it. Mm. We could, we gonna be here for a while, so, pop, because you just giving the jewels, and I'm just like, no, ugh. but it's real stuff. No, it and is. People don't it understand. Is. Okay, um, your kids didn't bring you here; you brought the kids here. Preach. You know what I mean? Yes. So you signed up for this. You donated the seed for this, whatever, and this is now yours to own. I'll give it to you from a biblical side okay. that might really explain it. Now, um, people read scripture and totally ignore it and don't pay it any mind. Mm-hmm. One, God pulled Eve out of Adam. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. I asked the question. I asked God the question one day. Why didn't you go back in the dirt and form Eve? Right. Why did you and pull her he from said, his rib? From his rib. And he said? One. I would have broken my own law that seed reproduces after its own kind. Mm. So once Adam was here, if there was ever to be another man, mankind, it would have to have come from him. Mm. So I had to pull her out, too. By pulling her out, she was him. So it formed unconditional love. We always look at Adam the wrong way and say, why didn't you say something? Why Why didn't you you bust that devil upside his head? Why didn't you do something? He didn't do anything. But at the same time, he didn't have to eat that fruit. So he died for her. Mm. Will your man die for you? Well, you know, you if he not now, question. he needs to. Ooh. So that was the unconditional love. Go back, go to back, the go point back. Of death. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go <laughs> back. 
So. Adam, so everybody looks at Adam as if he was this weakling and the woman destroyed him. But what God was really trying to teach us was unconditional love. Is that what you're saying? Unconditional love. Our problem is we've been grown and raised to look at everything for the negative perspective. Mm. We don't look for the positive in anything. Teach us. And that's why we're so unhappy. Teach us. I can only find your wrongs, your mistakes, and everything else. Because once you've done something twice, now I'm fixated on that. And I'm just looking for it or something else to happen again. Mm. If you look for it hard enough, you're going to eventually find it. You're going to find it, right. You're going to stumble onto it. Adam sat there. He could have said, oh, no, God already said we're going to die. No, that fruit's on you, girl. He said, give me that fruit. <laughs> and I'll die. Took it and he ate it and he died. Now, think of this. His act was an attempt to say save their lives. But because they did it in sin, they both lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Only reason we compare him to Jesus Christ is because Christ did the same thing, but he didn't do it in sin. Right. So we all regained our lives. He died for us. Just like Adam died for us, just not in sin. Why are you so hooked up with somebody that Jesus. won't die for you? Say it, get in the, so say it again. Why are you condition. hooked up with somebody, somebody who won't, won't die, die for you? For why are you having babies with somebody who won't die for you? Why are you living with somebody who won't die for you? Why are you spending your money ruining your credit for somebody, somebody who won't eat that apple or lay on the cross for you? What you, you Ooh. trying to accomplish something My God. and they won't even get in the dirt with you. They won't shoot in the gym. That's what they call it now, Pop, shooting in the gym. They won't shoot in the gym with you. No. Ooh. I'm not, oh, no, that's your adventure. Oh, go ahead. Listen, turn to your partner right now and ask him, <laughs> church, turn to your neighbor and say, will you die for me? Will you die for you me? You know you need to preach that, right? You know you need to preach that. If you haven't already, you know you need to preach it and it needs to be called. You need to be like my daughter said, this word need to be delivered. Everything Will you um, die for me? Everything mm. has a mm. purpose. So mm-hmm. he didn't go back into the dirt because remember this, um, our biggest problems in relationships is because we're not whole. Yes. So you got two broken people coming together, trying, trying to, to make one. Other. Right. Yeah. And, and it doesn't work. It just does not work. Yeah. Yeah. So Adam was whole. Right. That's the reason he never asked for a bride. Right. He didn't ask. He was good. And but he God was given one anyway. No, no. He had to earn the right, right. Mm-hmm. to become a husband. And he did that. Okay. No. God turned around. <laughs> I'm just stuck. He had to earn, earn the, the right, right to become. A, and how did he earn that right? Okay. Teach the men about being a husband. All right. Um, take a look at it. God came to him and said, Adam, it is not good for man to be alone. And then turn around and had him name animals. Where that even made sense. Right. If I'm not supposed to be alone, God, where the wife, give me the woman, give me whatever. Because in reality, he had no clue what he needed. Right. He didn't know what he needed. So he said, um, he turned around and said, Adam, name these animals. Most people will lie to you and said, oh, he showed everybody else having a mate, giving him a desire for a mate. The devil is a lie. I'm telling you right now. What he did was made Adam grow to the next level. Whatever Adam called it, it became as the man in your house. You call it. It's supposed to become. He taught Listen, <laughs> here come the tongues. You speak, you speak it. it into your household. And that's why you're supposed to be the head of the house. This is why you're supposed to be as the male, the head of your house. And, and regardless to who you are, whether you're a male or a female. Your life is the way it is because you keep speaking it 
into existence as such. Everything is negative. So your whole entire life is a wreck. Yes. Every day is I hate this. I hate this job. These kids get on my nerves. This man ain't shit. All the things you're saying every day. I hate my body. I'm so fat. I'm tired. And I had to check myself, Pops, because I cut. when people ask me how I am, I don't want to lie. Right. So if I say I'm tired, if I feel tired, I say I'm tired. But I realized one day I'm just calling fatigue into my life every single day. And I'm going to tell you something. Honestly, last week I made my intentions for the day were not to speak ill will of my energy. I just start a bit off a small. I said, let me just go there. When I tell you the end of the day for three days in a row, I realized I said, oh my God, I haven't yawned today. I haven't felt tired. Why? Because I changed my mindset and I refuse to say that I am tired. This is how powerful the mind is. Mm. Scripture says the man is the head of the woman. Yeah. Didn't say head over because that would be taking God's position. Right. So head over. Head of, oh, not head over. So therefore, if he's the head, over, y'all, mm-hmm. that makes the woman the body. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna help you to understand this. Break one. it on down for him, Reverend. Come on. Okay. So if the man is the head of the woman, uh-huh. he's the head. He's supposed to be the thinker, and it's the reason we say women are more emotional mm-hmm. and the man is more rational, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So the next time. You're standing in front of your wife or your significant other and you say she ain't acting right and she's acting a fool. Remember something. You're the head. She's the body. How do you get your arms to move? The head. The mind says so. The mind tells it, right? Right. So then check the signals you send in her. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Let that marinate. If she not doing what you believe she should be, be doing, doing, what did the head tell her? How did it direct her? How did it guide her? Where did she get this order from? That, is that blaming the man for, you know, because we us women got our own mess. Okay. Is that blaming him? No, no. Think of this. If you're the body, where's the heart contained? In the chest. In the body, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. So you have those emotions because you have a heart. Right. We don't. You're all mind. You're all logic. Oh, my God. You just explained my marriage like to a T. I'm running it from here. Because, you know, your son-in-law is logical and I'm the emotional one. Okay. He works from directives. Yes. Okay. So don't sugarcoat it. Don't play it. Just say what you mean. Mean what you say. And he'll do it. And he'll do it. Don't give him code. And don't be like, you should know already. What's wrong? Nothing. Don't. He needs. No code. Because he's a brain. He needs direct, clear data. We don't. We don't suffer pain like you do. Yes. You Which know. we would like you guys to, by the no, way. No, no, we do. We, we just mad. we don't have the heart to express it the way you do. That's because you're all. logical. Logical. Because you're the head. Oh, okay. You know mm. what? Actually, she's right. Let me just do it. Let's get it over. Download uh, data. Received. Or it's <laughs> let me do this. Otherwise, she ain't gonna give me no nookie tonight. Um, <laughs> right. Just, <laughs> right. It's <laughs> and that's, that's it. just it. That's, it's that's that how simple. It it's for, that simple. Whereas when we're dealing with you, I got to think about how I say it to you because it's how not that I'm. It's not what I'm saying. It's how. But how I'm saying it. Yes. You have to come with a heart appeal because I'm the body. Right. Speaking from the heart. You're speaking to the heart. You're the head speaking to To the the heart. heart. And when I speak, I'm the heart speaking to the head. So the reason we're miscommunicating to our relationships is because I'm the heart speaking as if you're the heart, but I should be speaking logically because you're the the head. head. All right. Um, I'm (laughs) just, I I need to take a break because it's it's crazy. Okay. (laughs) Think of this. It says he removed the rib. He removed it. And made the woman. Yeah. Okay. You are the protector of the heart. Right. That's what the rib cage does. The heart and the lungs. Yes. How you breathe. Believe it or not, you have been given a gift to speak to a man and you could talk him from sleeping on park benches to being a millionaire. I agree with that. The motivation of the body 
of the heart, of the lungs, has turned men. And this is why I said it's a burden. And you admitted that we do carry yes. more emotional weight. Sure. But you're explaining it to me because we're the body. The body carries more. I, in a sense, can't have more get anywhere organs. without you. you. But we can't get anywhere without each other. Right. Because if you decapitate my body and take the head off, I am dead. See, our problem is we took head of as being head, head over, over and think that we're supposed to be your master. I say, oh, so, okay. Well, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, so many good. We, men took head of oh. and translated it as the head, head over, over and think that this is slavery times where I'm your underling, yep. not realizing that this is a partnership. We can't move without each other. Yes. And if you want to go all the way back, yeah, Old Testament I do. time. Go to the Old Testament, If pastor. you want to go there. I do. Then remember this. Um, the, the women seemed more enslaved because they weren't allowed to do anything and always automatically had to listen, well, right? Yes, we can't. Okay. We can, we can Every single question. one of them wives back there had made servants. They didn't do no work. Preach. They didn't sweep. Yes. They didn't have they didn't to cook. earn money. No. They didn't have to cook. Yes. They didn't have to do nothing. Yes. And you were fully responsible. And when you couldn't handle that position, you were put out. You were put out. Okay. So, okay. One of my questions was... <laughs> Because I'm blown away here. One of my questions was, what do men or young men in particular need to know about fatherhood? And you just answered that. So I don't even have to ask that question. You just broke down the role yeah. of a man in a marriage it's, or in it's a relationship period. Stages. Stages. Levels. Um, I go from the child to the boy to the teen mm -hmm. to the man. Yes. To the husband. Yes. To the father. Yes. It gets crazy when you mess up the order everything decency and in order yes what we've been you know, on I, yes. i'm trying yes. to not be too biblical with no, you guys no, no, be who you are decency no, no. and in order because I, I want you to understand it from both sides yeah. whether you're someone in, in church, church or, or not. not yeah um so that you can kind of understand it everyone operates according to the way that you respond to them or treat them absolutely and you in turn get in a sense in most cases, what you deserve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you think you're being nice and sweet and you're really not. And then when you get something, you're like, oh, what that's not this? what I deserve. Yeah, yeah it but is. But you don't realize. You, you just. That nice, nasty in you. <laughs> yeah. You think you're being nice, but it's really you, nasty. You kind of miss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a matter of kind of properly going through the stages to get to where you're actually supposed to be. Scripturally, it says that. Um, he who finds a wife mm -hmm. findeth a good thing, a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. Yes, right? Yeah. So God ain't asking me to go get somebody who's already married. Ooh. So how did she become a wife? Ooh, ooh, ooh. we talking there? We going there? Huh? We going down to the thought and the bopping? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and steal somebody else's wife. So he ain't telling you to do that. You know that's not of God's will. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So. He deemed her a wife before she ever got married. Mm -hmm. Your problem is you're marrying a dot <laughs> he called a and dot. not a wife. Not a dot, a thot, T-H, not a D-O-T. A, a, a T-A, yeah, it's thot. He said dot. I'll take it. We'll take it. You know what? Change approved. You're a dot, not a thot. Yeah. Change approved. And not a wife. Wow. She might not even yet be a woman. Right, right. She might not know what it because is. Because it's a certain maturity yes, level. Yes, there's levels to, to this. That. Yeah, you she know, might. You think wait. just because you got long here or thotho, or thotho. Now that not, automatically not, now makes a you a woman. No, but you're right because there are so many. I say this all the time. We are um, essentially young girls walking around in adult flesh or yes. damaged young boys and girls walking around in adult flesh. So we call ourselves grown huh? because we're 20, 25, 30, 35. And I got breasts and I got a job and I, I pay bills, but I'm so, grown. But you're not. 
You're literally a child, just an adult flesh. Yeah. Oh, Lord, you done so, took us there. Go ahead, finish your thought. A, a man is not a husband. Mm-hmm. Just because he's over the age of 21 mm-hmm. and has been declared a man, that doesn't automatically make him a husband. Amen. You got to remember, as a husband, I not only am responsible for me, because that's kind of what makes me a man. Mm-hmm. I can be responsible for me yes. and take care of me. But right. a husband has to be able to take care of others. Others. And not just others by his choosing, others under his roof. Not just money. Right. Emotionally, emotionally, physically, mentally, mentally, financially, and spiritually. Across the board. Across the board. I always talk about the five points. We from old slavery time think it's just money. Well, that's oh, what you guys are bred. You got to be a provider, oh. but we don't understand. This world doesn't understand that providing does not just mean financial. It's all the categories we just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is included. Provide for me emotionally. We, provide for me spiritually. We pick up one piece yes. and think that's it. We drop the other pieces and wonder why. And I've heard men say this a lot. Well, she thinks she's the man of the house. It's like because she's picking up the pieces of the providing in the other areas that you're not doing. So how can she respect you as the head or the right. mind when she's doing dual duties, both duties? She's the body and she's the brains at this point. That's that same signal. Yeah. You're not showing me where you are the man. Right. And I'm not about to sit here and let our house collapse. Fall apart. I don't have a choice. So I'm going to rise up and be so the I'm man. So I'm going to rise up and be the man. But instead of you seeing that and rising up and taking that back, your ego is challenging. You want to do less. Yeah. Now you're doing even less than you were before. And you got an attitude about it. See, now you, you're fighting and using it as an excuse mm. not to do what you're not supposed to. Not to level up. Instead of using it as motivation to take your household back. Yeah. Lord, okay, so I'm, I'm at the end of this. We're gonna tell them where to send your collection, yeah, because you out here preaching. And, and you gotta remember. So, if a woman is a wife before she gets married, yeah, then obviously a man becomes a husband before, before he, he gets, gets married. married, right? And ultimately, what it's saying is that she's married to God, and that's why she's already a wife because God has now taught her who she is and mm. how to be. Mm. And when the man does the same, he can become a husband. Because now being married to God, God has raised him up and helped him to understand what he's supposed to be doing. And that's what I said about that, calling things into existence. If no one else in that house is positive, you as the man needs to be positive. If you guys remember coming up, it didn't matter what was going on or what we were going through. I didn't go to negative places. Never. You know, one side of it was just avoidance yes and maybe not really trying to but always working towards handling it because Mm -hmm. even in our worst time somehow or another i could come in the house with a bunch of new clothing you sure did and i was happy about that (laughs) and and just kind of making things happen i never like upset and arguing and fighting it it wasn't me i didn't want to be a part of it that's why you looked at us like we was crazy because we was fighting hyenas right yeah but you know to me this wasn't this wasn't life. Right. This wasn't, I, I always loved being happy. My best friends know that when it got to, all right, see y'all later. I'm going right. upstairs. Y'all doing going a little home. too much. I'm out. I'm out. Don't you always do remove self-preservation. You're you always remove it. yourself yeah. from a situation. And, and I'll say for my, you're killing the high, so I'm out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was buzzed up. We twisted. And here you go. Y'all yeah. doing so too much. It down. Yeah, I done paid for this high. And you're bringing it down. And I'm out. Gotcha. Do you think positive. your father would be proud today of the father and husband you are? Uh, don't make me cry. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, Pops. I'm sorry. Oh. 
Oh. We can you can pass. You can say no to at least no, one no. question. No, here. no, yes, he would. Oh, you got me crying. Yes, he would. He would. That's yeah. good. My my tears. What are they? Are because Ooh, are he crying. did not get to see it. I know. Rest in peace. Both of your parents have deceased, right? Yeah. Right. They they didn't get to see this person that I am now. Yeah. 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 And you, you know, would have liked everything they fought for. Yes. Um I pretty much became, and they didn't really get to see it. You don't think they feel it, wherever they are. You don't think yeah, they know? I'm, I'm sure. You mean in the flesh? Um, it, it's it's not like you were saying. It's it's not enough. You want him to physically <laughs> see it. I wanted him to have been here. I wanted mom to have been here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to see all of it. They they saw the beginning. Yes. You they know saw they what didn't was see happen. the now. And, you know, my mom used to always say it. Um, she said it to my wife, your mom. Mm-hmm. Give him a minute. He's going to be all right. I know. Yeah. She yeah. knew. He's he's destined Yeah. Um, for greatness and, and everything. Just give him a minute. And I just needed a situation. I'll say this to you, whoever you are. Um, the situation, the moment is coming that's going to change you. And and I say this, let it. Mm. Um, find the positive in it and let it. Let it break you. Um, I was a hot mess, doing all kinds of mess. I I came from a a great, wonderful home, spoiled to death. I had everything I wanted. My parents spoiled me so much. Um, high school, I won best dress award. You was fly um, as hell. Oh, insane. I told you Anything. when I met you, I was like, this nigga a drug dealer. I was, and I love it. <laughs> my parents, I had nine, ten pair of sneakers. I know. At, at all the time. Yeah. If I got a spot on the sneaker, they it's would go and buy pair. me a new pair. Yeah. It didn't matter. You every was paid in full. Coat, every jacket. <laughs> yeah. Um, they loved me. Yeah. I always had food, always had a place to live. Mm-hmm. Even in my mess and in my drug days, everything. Um, they loved me to death. And then parents made a decision one day and decided maybe this is because of us. Uh, we spoiled him too much. My parents upped and decided to move and didn't even tell me. They moved down south. They moved home to Charleston. They didn't tell you? Nope. I found out. I came into the block and they were loading the truck. What? How traumatic is that? They thought that was the best I'm thing. I'm going, oh my God, are y'all really? Wait, where was they putting your stuff? No, no, it wasn't. Most of my stuff, I was already moved was in, in with the, you guys. Oh. I had already moved in. You was already in. shacking out with my mama. Yes. Uh-huh. So I had already moved in. But it was them not telling me. Because when I would go on my drug sprees, right. obviously that's where I would go. I wouldn't come home here. Right. So you that's where there, I would go and they to like, sleep it off enough. and come out. And then all of a sudden. That's where you would go. Moving. And I'm sitting there. I'm going, oh, my goodness. Were, they cru- were you crushed? I I was disturbed. <laughs> I couldn't understand that's it. Traumatic. I was trying to, to, to play it off. I don't even know if that was directly their intentions. To get, for you to that catch was them all in the, the Wait. Well, not even that. I don't know if their intentions were to just sneak off and me not know. Because that's kind of how it looked to me. You never asked. They were saying, oh, no, we said it. You didn't listen. Did they? And I couldn't remember them You could have been high. 
Still. What do you mean Some still? things you don't. You know, huh, y'all leaving? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That's just a wake-up call. Oh, my goodness. It, it, it came off that way to me. I was disturbed. And that brought everything to an end. It's Is that when you stopped everything? Smoking and everything. Everything. Well, it didn't immediately stop because you got to remember that catapult. Right. That actually put you in a little for deeper. For a moment. Yeah, yeah. Put me in a little bit deeper. Ooh. And then funny enough. You know that was abandonment, right? A very close friend mm-hmm. of mine. We were hanging out and getting high. And it was about one in the morning. I said, you know what? I'm going to run back across the quarter water and get some more. And the person said to me, hey, it's late. You don't think we had enough? And that was it. That comment from him. Stop that day. You stopped cold turkey. Cold turkey. Do you mind sharing your drug of choice? Oh, um, I was a coke fiend. Mm -hmm. I used to smoke dust. You know, dust wasn't necessarily the biggest thing. It was mostly that cocaine, sniffing cocaine. And like I said, um, it would get started and it would never end till all the money is gone kind of thing. And we were hanging out just to binge. Mm -hmm. It, I, I never expressed it as an, addiction um more of a habit this was where i found my fun this was where all the fun was and without this there was no fun it was like it was boring if i didn't have it i didn't have it if i didn't have money you didn't do didn't it. matter you yeah. know it wasn't like you chasing and trying to find money and all right kinds you of ain't stuff. trying to like beat up somebody no and steal their purse to get no. never if i didn't have it i didn't have it but you crave I could it go if you didn't weeks, have it you would months. crave it yeah um you did go weeks and months at crave time. the fun not so much the drug. And that's why I said for me, it, it was, was just what the craving the for fun. You. Yep. Just the high. So if you could have got that high without the drug. I would have been fine. And I think you did. And you found that in Jesus. Yeah. I tell people uh, when mommy and I or Hype and I talk about it, I tell people that, you know, when someone has that, whatever, that blank, you say, whatever that feeling is. Yeah. When they stop it in one format, they have to find it in another. Right. And I feel like because when you met mommy, she was already in church. And would you say you started going to church to keep the nookie from mommy? Well, you know, I, I was chasing the nookie. I <laughs> no, I know that's what I'm saying. Wasn't chasing but you God know, she at was first. a church. She was in her own right, a church woman and trying right. to not be, you know, um, a heathen. Yeah. And she found a man that she loved, you, and she was into church. And I know that she, it was important for her for you to end up in there. And I think it just, again, replaced that high for you. Right. Am I correct? Yes. Um, you gotta remember, everything has a, a wake up call to it. Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't heed the wake up mm-hmm. call, there's a good chance that death follows. Well, let me write that down. Whoa. <laughs> yes. You know, but um, death it comes in one way or another, another. way. You, you gotta think about it. And I had a buddy of mine one time say to me, Oh, it takes about six months before you realize, um, what effect it had on you. You mean six months post you stopping? Yeah. And then going back to and, realize. And I had moments when I went eight months. Right. But life has to change and you have to start pushing towards growth or you'll go right back because right. it's nothing changed. So just go back. So growth, you put something has to change. So is the something not going into the neighborhood that you used to sniff in? Well, can that be the change? No, no. These I'm are, trying to- these there's different types of changes. Yeah. Okay. Um, most people, 
something in life is not being fulfilled and that's what's leading you to the drugs. You're looking for something. You're searching. You're trying to fill a searching hole. Searching for something. Some and you're way. filling it with the drugs. So you are a spoiled being. What were you filling it with? Okay. My entire family, all my brothers and sisters uh-huh. were doing well and doing what they were supposed they were older. to. And yeah. yeah. Didn't, whether they're older or not, you ever been in a place that you knew you just, I don't belong here. Um, yes. <laughs> you know my history. Uh, yeah. Yes. So that's kind of what it is. I don't belong here, but I'm here. So that's draining on you. That's unhappiness for you. Um, I'm going to cry now because I know that feeling. Yeah. (sighs) So it takes you down roads that you don't, because what you're really trying to do is cover it up, mask it. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to hide it. Or make it feel better. Fake fake it till I make it kind of thing. Yeah. And it it doesn't change anything because now what's happening is you're really feeding the bad rather than the good. Right. And the good needs to be strengthened. Mm -hmm. You know, it's there. Um, Everybody knows that there's some good in them somewhere. There's something. And we we tend to ignore it. So now what happens is drugs allows you to just ignore it. Right. But every time Numb the it. drug comes down, you it's in your face. Okay. So then you gotta do the drug again. So now you're doing it again and, and, and more again. and frequent and more. So there's not one person on drugs that you will ever hear say they never tried to stop. Of course. Right. Right. The problem is when we try to stop, what we do is we go curl up in a corner and totally hide. But that's yes, I need to get away from the company. Okay. Because that's what's really kind of bringing me right back to it or keeping me in. Yes, yes. But you can't curl up in a corner and do nothing. Right. You still have to live. That's what I'm saying. You got to grow. You got to grow. So I got to. I got to change my behaviors. I got to change my way of thinking. I got to change my company. You know what I mean? What's the sense of stopping the drugs, curl up in a corner and don't even get a job? I mean, just, just yes. complete ignorance. No, that's what I'm saying. I know you always had a job. I mean, again, and when you were on drugs and dating mommy, I didn't know what you were doing. I just right. thought you guys were always breaking up to make up. And that's one thing I respect about you. You didn't bring that to my house. Right. You, you didn't. I mean, she knew and she was going through her, her emotions and stuff, but. Me and Tanique was just like, oh, they on their, their BS again. Like they, and it, and again, I think mommy was also mad sometimes because she couldn't tell us, right? Yeah. It was respect, it was adult business. Mm-hmm. And also she couldn't tell us. And we loved you so much that you could have did whatever the hell you want. We was like, so what? He's back now. It's cool in this house again. We got fly clothes again. He, someone's helping me. And this is from a fatherless household. So in my, for me, um, it was like somebody's here to help me with my homework. And you know, I have what? a man in the house. So I don't care what he did to you. I got my dad back. So I don't care. So I think mm-hmm. for her, it was extra hard because she didn't have, she respected your privacy. So much that she did not speak about what was going on with you um and 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 i'm not gonna lie there were times i thought you were just having an affair or like i'm like he probably got another girlfriend or another family this is at the point before you guys got married so i was just like he might not be like just here he might be with his other chick i thought she was actually with tc's mom no i know y'all now i know that been long gone before that even happened but again i'm young i met you right you came around i was like eight nine years old so i didn't really know what grown those are automatic normal thoughts yes um you can't change anyone i agree um always remember that you can't change anyone right and people don't change because they don't actually make up their mind to change Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm 
it's fluff, it's bluff, it's talk, it's game. Mm-hmm. But you, when you finally make that decision, here's what the biggest thing is. You don't love you. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I'll tell that to all of you out there, whatever it is. Whatever the addiction what, is. It doesn't have to be drugs. It could be sex. Right. It could, could be shopping. Be it could be eating. It could be work to work, to work in too much. That's right. Right. You don't love you. Mm. My mom's, um, I smoke weed for about two weeks. That's it. Weed made my eyes all red. Right. When everybody else is going upstairs and going home, I couldn't. If my dad saw the red eyes, I was dead. Right. You know, couldn't go home. So right. I'm sitting outside trying to wait for this to go down or go get some Visine right. and put it in the eyes right. so I can go home. So I stopped. But my mom's thought I was still smoking it. She didn't know where it had already escalated to yet. And um, came in one day and she says, I tell you what. I'm going to stop smoking these cigarettes. My mom used to smoke Paul Malls over 20 something years. Mm. You know, Paul Malls, no filter, mm. old school oh, cigarettes. All that junk. Powerful oh, stuff, yeah. right? 20 years came to me. She said, if you stop smoking those funny cigarettes, I'll stop smoking these. I'd already stopped. I said, she you didn't. know what? <laughs> that. She didn't know, right? My mother stopped that day cold turkey. I never seen her go through withdrawal, nothing. That's love. You hear That's me? Love. That's love. If you stop doing this, I'll stop doing that. People today got to use patches, all kind of insanity, can't stop smoking cigarettes. I'm telling you, here's somebody over 20-something years loved her child so much. That she quit her habit, cold turkey. Cold turkey, overnight, just like that. Never, ever smoked again. And I say to people, learn to love yourself. If it's drugs and, and it does, if it's gambling, whatever, any of these things can cost you your life. Mm-hmm. So what is it that's going on in you that causes you to be suicidal? Because that's essentially what you are. A slow death. You're killing yourself slowly. If you are a drug user, you have no clue what they're putting in those drugs. So every day you get up and use it. You're playing Russian roulette. What is making you suicidal? Literally. Why don't you love you? Because that's maybe why nobody else does. And that's the honest to goodness truth. I, I had two situations take place and one somebody make a simple statement like, don't you think we had enough? And all I felt was like crap and said, I'm like, I don't, I don't even love myself. One o'clock in the morning, I would get up, get in a cab, go cross town into Manhattan, craziest neighborhood in the world where anything could happen to me already high as I could be Mm. to buy some more drugs. To get higher, to get higher. Suicide. To get higher. I was literally committing suicide. And I was going to go alone. It's not like somebody was going with me. I was going to go alone. And you might, ne- you might not have come back. Light bulb. Oh, boy. Um, <clears throat> I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe <laughs> whoever's pressing play right now needs to hear this. I believe whoever's listening right now, even if not for them, yeah. I believe that what you're saying and how you're saying it, which is so important, and you're, because you're speaking from a place of experience. You, 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 you're you know it's knowledge. God. Yeah. You, you, you know it's God. You know, God 
allows you to be in that moment or Mm -hmm. that situation. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. God is bringing that pivotal moment and you've got to seize it. You've got to grab the opportunity and run with it. Um, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't care what it is. It's as simple as making your mind up. up. Amen. It's a mindset. It's, it's, that's yeah. it. You, you really just haven't said yes. You know, people come to me and says, Oh, you know, how do you get to that point? How do you, how do you get Holy Ghost filled? How do right. you, you know, when you decide to just, you just say decide. yes, you did it because people who don't know who you were or what you were doing, cause you were always this great, nice, sweet guy. You were always that guy, even in the midst of your drug yeah. days, but. People who don't know. And when you, I've seen people almost like pass out from flabbergasting, being flabbergasted when yeah. you preach about it and you're so candid about it because they don't know that person, this person. Right. And how long has it been since you've been clean? Oh, wow. We talk it's 30, like 30, like right At after least 30 you. years. Yeah. Cause you know me like 30 years. Right. So a little bit after that. So maybe like 28. Well, no, yeah, no, no. Exact number. 24 years. Right. So, 24 years. So, exactly. I mean, you know number. me about 30. So it took you a yeah. little bit. Look, you like, oh, it was a while. But yeah. So around my teens, because you came in when I was like eight. Yeah. So around my teens. Um, but people don't know that person. And I'm just like, when he, again, I've seen people like fall out and be like, he was what? But I feel like you give people not only hope, but the reality that it can be different. Right. That you can make the better life choice to change your mindset. And I feel like someone listening today needed to hear that. So thank you for being candid and sharing that. Let's switch gears really quickly because we've been on here for like an hour and 22 minutes. And I I got a company says it. Oh, I know. That's why it's called Better Life Choices. That's why I throw it in there. Yeah. You see it. You see. You see how that work pops. You see how I throw it in there all the time. It's about that's why I named it that. Because when I was ready to make better life choices. I wanted to help other people make better life choices. And there's no other. And when I tell people when they name, what what should I name my company? What should I name my brand? I'm like something that represents you. That represented me. And I know it represented you for a time too. And don't let people and situations derail you. Yeah. They're going to try. It's coming. Well, it's a test. It has to come. Yeah. It's a test. It's coming. But keep to. going. Yeah. Keep going. And if you fall a little bit, that's all right. What they say, we fall down. You have to. But we get up. You learn from it. That's how you get up. <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. So let's talk about the term okay. uh, step parent. Because to society. Never heard of it. Stop it. To society. Uh, people, never heard of <laughs> listen. it. Uh, I'm going to say this to all y'all right now. Don't ever refer to somebody as step. Either they are your child, either they are your father, either they are your mother, or they're not. Um, I honestly feel, and, and I probably feel this way because I never knew that my two older sisters Wait, were my sure. stepsisters Yikes. and not actually my sisters. And I didn't find out till I was 36 years old. We never, ever used the word step. Mm-hmm. You know, either I am. Or I'm not. So you answered my question. It was going to be. <laughs> oh, honey, because he jumped right in and he said, what well, we're not going to do. My term, my question was, do you find, first of all, do you know the origin of the word? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll explain that to the listeners too. And okay. the, the next question was, do you find it disrespectful? And obviously you do. Yeah. You find the term disrespectful. Yeah. Okay. For people who don't know where the origin of the, or the label step comes from, um, historian Robert Somerset says that in the 20, in the 17th century in North Europe, in North Europe, the phrase stepfather is 
incorrect or stepmothers incorrect. It, the origin was only for children because the word step meant orphan. So it shouldn't be stepfather, step uh, mother. It shouldn't be step kid either. But that was used as a term just for children when someone took a child in off right. the street. Um, the stepping in for someone else. Yes. You yeah. stepped in and raised an orphan. The orphan was the stepchild. Yeah. So what is it like raising someone else's kids? No different. What? No different. You know, the beginning stages that's can tough. be rough based on the age. Um, but see, that's why I, I always say um, you earn the right. Mm -hmm. you, you, you earn the right. If you earn the right, it's no different. Well, bio, you mean biologically or not. If either you way. earn the right to be called dad, pops, father, you earn the right you either way. You earn the right either way. So when you met mommy and knew she had two kids, was that ever a turn off for you? Actually, you know what's so funny? For some reason, no. Not I never even gave like it a second time? thought. No. You still was like, that's going to be mine. Oh, your mom was a cutie pie. She, I know. That's, right. that's my mama. <laughs> fine as hell. Fine as all types of wine. No. You know, you know what's so funny? I always loved kids. Deter I had a ton of nieces and yes, nephews. Because again, you were the baby. Your nephews were older yeah. than you. <laughs> loved kids. I, I had no issue with kids. I had patience like you couldn't yes, understand. You still do. I don't get it. I tell people to this day, your child cry, send them to me. I'm yeah, good. You sh I have seen you. I'll You're like the baby there. whisperer. Yeah. yeah. So, and your grandkids just adore you. You I, have, I you have so you have four that. daughters and you have uh, six grandchildren, yeah. three boys and three girls. And them kids just love them some you. So kids were never an issue. And I know she never. told you up front. Yep. That's how she was. It's a package yeah. deal. It's me and my babies. And you were just like, okay. No problem. Not a deterrent at all. At all. Really? Yeah. So coming in and when you knew you wanted to get serious with her, you knew you were going to have to be our dad. Yes. And your daughter wasn't born yet. So you, uh, you were technically our dad before you were yeah. your actual biological right. daughter's dad. Uh -huh. Isn't that crazy? And, and you didn't think anything of it? No. Really? You know what? No. Um, I don't believe you. I accept my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a child is a child. Um, what people would find strange about me, ultimately, push come to shove, I'm going to choose my child. But on the norm, in situations where it's not requiring me to make a choice, mm -hmm. oh man, I treat everybody even cross the board. No, you do. You <laughs> I have never felt in the 30 years that I've known you that I wasn't your kid. Yeah. Never. Like ever, ever, ever. I can't yeah. ever think of a time where I felt like, oh, well, it's Faith and TC and then me right. and something. I have never. never. Well, not only because we're the oldest. They yeah. came after us. But still, even in situations where we were around your family or getting to know them, I never felt like you girls are over here and then these girls are over here. You never. Wanna, you want to hear a, a, a truth? Mm -hmm. um, I could almost say my love's greater for you and Tanique. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Than my two. Why would you say that? <laughs> I'm tearing. Stop. I, well, you got to remember one. Ugh, here we go. Um, I, I came in from the outside. Right. And, you know, though it, it took a, a couple of minutes um, you guys loved me unconditionally. I feel like I loved you from day one. To. Tanique was the one who was just like, well, mm. <laughs> I feel like from day one, I was like, but, it's a man. Yeah, but no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You, don't you guys, so? and you know, it's so funny. Um, in every moment, every situation, um, 
you know, I could tell there wasn't always times you guys agreed with me or liked what I did. Right. You know, but still in all, I could tell. Um, your mom always told me about how, oh, the only reason you back here is because of them. You Word. know, I was like, you better open that door and you're not changing. Like, that's my friend. You better open that door. Yeah. You guys have <laughs> showed some love. Yes. You, you guys taught me how to be a dad. I'm going to cry again. In God the midst it, of all my, um, insanity. You, you don't know how to be a dad till you have children. Yeah. You know, being around other people's children don't make you a dad. And like I said, it's always uh-huh. easier when it's from the outside. Right. Because I can send them back home. You, know? <laughs> you sound like me. I um, want your kid. Or leave when I get tired. Right. Um, but with your own, I, I've been through some things um, with you guys uh-huh. that <laughs> made me, even when it wasn't good, uh-huh. made me proud to be a dad that I could help or if I could rescue or if I could comfort mm-hmm. for a minute or a moment. Um, yeah. Like I'm in full bone weep now. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh you. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. You know, like I said, I, I don't focus on negative things. I, I look at some of the most of or 90% of the positive things and, and I stay there. I, I think of what people, did for me. You guys gave me the strength. Mm. Um, you guys gave me the strength to come back home. Okay. You know, um, how so? I was so concerned about you guys and how you were. Oh, that's so you, you was cr- I, at the time in the midst of all my mess, mm-hmm. I was more concerned about y'all and your mother. Really? Yeah. And that's why you always came back. So you didn't always come back because you needed a place to rest your head. No, no. I mean, that's, you- that's obvious. I knew what my safe haven was. <laughs> I, I knew that this was the place to recover. Right. Let's tell the truth. I loved your mother. Yes. Um, very much. Death. You still do. You know, but one side was saying, mom can take care of herself. But now the kids. Yeah, what about the You know, what's going on? So you knew your actions is there were affecting fussing? us. Is there fighting? Right. Is there arguing? Okay. Were, were you aware that your actions were affecting oh, yeah. us? Oh yeah. You when when I te- like I tell people all the time, um when drug kicks in, it just kicks in. Yeah. And you're not thinking about anything at that moment. And then at your highest point, now you're this deep theological <laughs> thinking oh my goodness what's happening the soliloquy of the energy yeah and and what it's causing so and deep. everything else yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you just you get back home and you're so happy okay everything is good all right make up and right. they forgave me you know drugs was was drugs you i don't, I don't even know how to describe it it's right. just it was the habit that filled my life Mm -hmm. at the time Mm -hmm. and coming home to you guys was love yeah you know i'm coming home what's the smile on steph's face when i I show her this jacket (laughs) i'm talking i would go spend the last dime Mm -hmm. i had in my pocket to get y'all that stuff just so that I could see that smile when I gave it to you. So you weren't buying our affection. No. Do you feel like that's no, what no, it, no. It's again. I mean, I take it. I took it obviously. <laughs> I. This is part of 
how you love. My dad provider yes. side. It wasn't yes. words or anything. Mm-hmm. It, it was action. I'm, I'm bringing home clothes. I'm making sure you don't have clothes. Part of it was me cleaning up what I'd already done. But I'm, I'm telling you that look and that smile on mm-hmm. y'all face. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually, for me, that was another addiction. Ah, the smile on your children's it, face. It was almost as stupid as to say, well, if I was always there and doing it, the, the same smile wouldn't be there. Ah, that was another so high be, for you. Yeah, I had ah. to be missing and come home and it brought greater excitement. And, that is a twisted way of jo- thinking. It's, it's just oh how you Oh my felt. God, it, things in life make you do some of the craziest stuff that you're just not thinking about. But um, when you love someone... Um, all you want to see is that that smile. Mm-hmm. You want to be the reason they smile. Yeah. That put that smile on their face. Interesting. Yeah. You're teaching me things about <laughs> this our situation that I never knew. Um, did you ever want to free yourself from this entire situation? I asked that question um, because, like you said, we done been through some things. We done disappointed y'all a few times. No. Stop it. I'm not even going to allow you to say no. No. Let me tell you, I mean, I'm the best child. I know that. But I have not always been the best child. Doesn't matter. No, no, no. I'm not saying you don't love me. No, 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 no. No, I know that. Let me finish. (laughs) Okay. And I know my siblings have done some things that have been like, what in the holy hell is going on here? And I always wondered whether it was your biological kids or us, all of my sisters or me and Tanique, I just wondered if you were just like, this is too much. Like they, I don't have to be here. No, you you got to remember. Not one time. No. Um, you guys made me grow. You just, you'll never understand. I just will not. Cause you know, I don't want kids. You know, I don't care for kids. Nope. Hear this one. Unless I can give them back. Hear hear this one. I don't relate. One time, there was an argument in the house and you guys were arguing with mom. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, I said, well, if you don't like it, get out. Yeah. And you said to me, nigga, please, <laughs> you get out. This our house. I did not. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> I think you was. You are a liar. You were 10 or 11. I said that. Who said that? Portia voice. Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? I, t- I looked Ten at you, 11. I said, what? Nigga, please. Like, uh, that's our house. You get out. I said that. And Forgive me, Father. No, I no. have sinned. No, no, no. You know what? Um, that was a pivotal moment oh, that God. said, you need to man up. Oh, so I taught you something. See, I was righteous ratchet even then, huh? You, to, you know, in the midst of your nonsense and your game and you, you think, that you're, you're living up to what you're supposed to, or mm. at least the kids should think this. And you know, you know, mom knows for you. It was a reality check. That didn't hurt you. I hurt your feelings um, for a minute. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold up. Did she just, uh, Did she just uh, check me, boo? Who gonna check me, boo? She is said, this ten-year-old. Really? You know? Wow. And oh, yes. you know, the the My crazy mouth. part was me not even thinking like. You know, I, I buy all your stuff. I mean, I bring right. food in. Right. I take it. I do your just, homework with you. I'm at parents' teacher night. I'm like, like really? Um, <laughs> I only said it because you and your mom was fighting. I'm, right. I was trying to help. It's not, it, it was, it was, it was stupid. But when I say wake up call, mm. just, just wake up call. I, I understood from Tanique, um, the love of a father. 
Wow. Because a lot of her warfare yeah. was concerning yes. her dad. Right. Yes. You know. The protection of her father's feelings, and his needs. I'm sitting their here relationship. and I'm going, wow, um, he isn't really here like he, he not present like should that. be here. Right. And you're still. And you got that love for him. Yeah, she ride for that man. Yes. And I'm going, ooh. And then Tanique turns around and turn my world upside down, you know, saying something to me and not in a bad yes, way, but in a good can. way, yes. expressing her love. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I'm I've manned I made up. It. Mm, I'm a <laughs> Somewhere father. I've manned Oh. Yeah, because we will slit a throat for you. Like, don't you ever <laughs> come for Calvin Haynes. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. In it, it was, and that's why I said, um, I really learned love from you guys. Aww. We're teachers. Yeah. Oh, this is so, <laughs> so sweet. You know, people, I think very few people ever really experience love. <sighs> Sadly, this is true. Yeah. And when I hear you, when I hear how you experience love or how things that I thought would make you run away actually taught you and showed you that you were loved, it's, it's mind blowing to me how we perceive things differently because that's why I asked you, did you want to run? Because I would think after a 10 year old telling you what I just told you, like, nigga, yeah. please get out, that that no. would make, pe I, I would think that would make a man want to be like, well, who the hell is this little girl talking to? I do all this stuff for her. I'm leaving yeah. then. No, most only because no one really wants to take responsibility for themselves. You know, I realize something people who say in the heat of the moment what they really feel yes but at that time we always want to jump to defense right but we never want to look at ourselves so what did i do to warrant that, that? Her, yeah what and did that I do was to always that little me. girl? What did what I do? Did to I this? do? What energy did I bring into this house for her to yeah. react that way? Because yeah. this is a child. A smart child at that. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what is it like now to be my dad? Like, what kind of oh daughter am I? And how can I be a better daughter? Um, I, I, I brag about you every day. Uh, Papa. <laughs> um, I am so proud, so happy. Um, everything. Wow, you you you're the dream child. You know what I mean? No, I don't. No one's no one's perfect, but you are the dream child. You are you are everything I would have hoped for or dreamed for. I'm gonna need a moment. Um <clears throat> you you are determined. You have the heart to stand flat footed. What does that mean? And say and do what needs to be done. Flat-footed means that you don't allow people to just move you. I'm sure on I my don't, feet, like I'm anchored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anchored. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm saying confident and sure and have the heart. You got a lot of people who don't have the heart mm -hmm. um, to do some of the things that they need to do or say some of the things that they need to say. Apparently, I've had it since 10. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. When you guys tell me stuff um, about who I was as a child, I'm realizing that most of my attributes, I've always been this person. I just didn't know that. I'm yeah. thinking they're, they're, they're being honed now. Those skills are being honed now. But right. when you tell me stuff like you just told me, I'm like, oh, so I've always been this short person. 
Um, in a sense. No, no. You used to be quiet, Storm. Well, I'm still quiet. So, you know, Contrary if you didn't like belief. someone or you didn't like anybody, you would just get quiet and just... Pops, I'm still and that way. Know. They call that ghosting now where I just no, disappear. No, <laughs> yes. no, no. Now? Well, you're going to get yours in first. Then you'll go ghost. <laughs> That's the yes, difference now. Yes, I can... Yes. I can see the the confidence level mm-hmm. um, going to a whole nother, you know, level and degree mm-hmm. um, than before. And not to say that you weren't comfortable in your skin before. It was more anger. Yes. Before. That was hurting. That's not there now. Yes. And, and now you're that person that says, you know. I don't need to be angry. I'm just going to kind of let you know how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you sit there and digest that. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to talk when we can. you're done, we can. You kid me. You kid me, Pop. <laughs> yes, you know, because yes. I'm not holding anything in. I'm Mm-mm. not allowing myself to be eaten alive from on the, the inside, inside yes. for somebody else's ignorance. You know when to bite your tongue if it's I'm necessary. I'm trying. I'm getting better. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm working you, on it. You got your moments. Yeah, I do. <laughs> And they big moments. But everybody does. Yes. But, you know, I even find myself now from you, there are moments when I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell this. I got you saying no and setting boundaries, Pops. I'm, so I'm going to let this one out. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. you. But still in all, I remember a statement I made a long time ago. Um, be be careful what you say. Yes. Because you can't. You can't take it back. You can't you take it back. You tell me that all the time. Be careful. Yeah. I, I read this thing. It came up on one of the lotto signs. Mm-hmm. I was buying something um, from a grocery store and it came across the lotto thing. And it says, you are the author of your thoughts, mm-hmm. but you are a slave to your words. Mm-hmm. And what it's saying, as long as it's just a thought, you are in charge and in control. Mm-hmm. But once you let it out, it owns it, it you. It controls you. Because you are only as good as your word. Yes. Your word is your bond. So once you say it, that's it. Yeah. You can't take it back. Right. It now owns you, good or bad. Good, bad, or ugly. It is what it is. And you got to remember, the other person, provided there's an individual, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they have to live with it. Yeah. And how the it made them feel. Yeah. All of it. Interesting. You you have the power to build. Customize and design. Or the power to tear down. Amen. Use your power (laughs) wisely. Tell me what can I do to be a better daughter to you? Don't don't be like nothing. Don't um, tell me nothing. I don't believe that. Wow. He's smiling. You can't see it. He is cheesing from ear to ear. (laughs) Let's. Let me check, think about it. check inside the perfection and <laughs> please. see if I can find... Child, please. Ain't no perfection here. If I can find something... There has been times that i just been like, I have done them no. dirty. Um, I was so rude to, to them. <laughs> I would have to be in the moment okay. almost to find it only because I... Um, I stay in the positive and, and not to say that I don't want to ever tell someone about an imperfection. Mm-hmm. But when someone surprises me with the question, I, I have to think because, um, I love everything about you. Oh, I cried <laughs> so, so much today. Oh, I could so, spend more time with you guys. No, no, no. 
Um, Stop it. I'm that person that, no, no, you got to live. I know. You've always you, been a champion a for like expressing yourself. However, yeah. I feel like I'm very much into self-preservation, as we know. Yeah. But I feel like I can go too far sometimes. Like I can make it so much about me and my life where I'll look up and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't seen them in X amount of time. That's not OK. No, no. That will fix itself with time. I don't think so. I think you have to make an effort to fix that. No, no, that. you will. Okay. But right now, you're building you. I am building you. You know, I um for those of you who, who don't know, you know, I, I teach these courses now on finance. And in the course, I actually speak to people and say, okay, do you really want to be a millionaire? Right. Do you really you know, want Because that? you don't understand what comes with it. Yes. Our real desire is to be comfortable. Right. And, and not be able stressed to out. basically do what we, we want to do, do when we want to That doesn't necessarily do mean you have to be a millionaire. And it doesn't denote that you need to be a millionaire. Yeah. But we automatically think that the only way that that can take place is by being a millionaire. Right. And I tell people a lot of times, um, a lot of these millionaires are penciling in their wife, yes. their kids, yes. and all kinds of stuff. Preach. You see the great side of it on TV. You see TV, the mansions and all the champagne. you don't see what goes on and what happens. You hear from the rappers and singers, oh, I, I spend 17 hours trying to, make you know, produce song. an I'm album. Make this song. I'm in the studio. So, I don't so see my kids. The kids or, exactly. Or the kids here sitting off to the side with mm-hmm. the nanny somewhere. Yeah. But or the mom. You, it's, yeah. yeah. Or basketball players and athletes and all these people who we admire and say they're goals. You're right. We don't know what it takes to be them. Yeah. yeah. And some of these billionaires, um, every morning they wake up, they have to think about how to make another two billion. Yeah. How do, not only how, how do I maintain this, but how do I get more? Yeah. But it's mandatory and it's not optional. And that's why, you know, I don't care how much money you have. It'll never be enough. Right. Your lifestyle is force for you to increase it. You know, right now, if you suddenly came in to like, let's say $200 million. Preach it. Say it. Speak it into existence. You can't live right. where you live anymore. Oh, of course. I'm, I'm out. Gonna, we kidnap you. Yeah. They're going to they gonna ransom. Okay. So now you got to either buy this half mansion or move into this gated community. Mm-hmm. So now all your expenses change. Have quadrupled. People don't realize that once your house is over a million dollars, Average taxes on that house per year is about fifty thousand. Yeah, but I have you. So when I make that two hundred so, million, you can help me. You know, yeah, make sure yeah, we can right put all that together. But yes. just understanding the full picture, right, behind this millionaire lifestyle, and is it really what you want? Right. You know, I want to be comfortable, but I know that I love my family too much. My mama just walked in the room. Yes. Hi, mommy. Hi. Um, I love my family too much and don't have the capacity. Yes, the capacity. For it because I'm not going to want to be away for a month. I'm right. not going to want to be away for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you like, yeah, I, I, I do have the capacity for it. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's also because I don't have children. Right. My husband also travels with me and works right. with me. So yeah. we're kind of set up for that. However, back to the original, being your daughter, you guys don't travel with me. And I'll find times that I'm just like, I haven't seen them in like two weeks, three weeks. And sometimes FaceTime and video calls are not enough. So for me, I feel like I can be a better daughter time, like spending time with I mean, in a sense, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, but if no one else understands, my daddy understands. I do. I know you've always you, said that. You've got to get things, get you together, and then you can make that time. But right you hope now, that that's there still. Like when it's now, you got it together. You hope that your parents are still here to have that time no, with you. No, no. This will be about another year. That's oh, all. oh wait, you saying I'm blowing up in a year? Come on, speak it. No. You. In the beginning, it's a lot to figure out. Yes. And you can't figure it out and everything to do with family it's all hard. at the it's so same hard. time. Yeah. And I understand it because of the line of work that, that I'm you in, do. Mm-hmm. what it takes to kind of put all of this stuff together. Mm-hmm. But then after that, um, you're not in a field that's just going to drag you out for months and months no. on end. And I'll be able to customize my own stuff. And then you'll stuff. be able to do it. Yeah. Okay. So I just have a few more questions. We'll wrap this up okay. really quick, quickly. So just give me like the condensed versions of these answers. Yes. How important is romance in a, in a marriage? Because I feel like you're very romantic. Extremely. No romance, yes. no marriage. No romance. I Because of you, I have very high standards yes. about how I demand to be treated as far as romance. I feel like you were very romantic for mommy. I saw you do cute things for her all the time. Even the way you proposed was cute and silly. Um, and you always included us. I remember one time we had... Um, you you dressed up like our waiter. Oh yeah. Because you know your date night included us, and you just were like serving us hand and foot. And I was just like, I need a man who's gonna do this for me. You weren't scared to cook. You were very domestic, and I just feel like this generation of men have no idea what it takes to be romantic. So let them know quickly. Okay. Um, it, it comes with love. When when love is really in the picture, mm-hmm. it's easy because when there's no love, um, it takes too much thought. Um, I didn't have to think these things up when I'm telling you spontaneous just comes to your mind when there's a love there'll be romance if there's no romance there's probably no love and I'm being honest but what if he wasn't taught how to be romantic it doesn't need to be taught I'm telling you you don't need to be taught you don't no no so when a man says he didn't know how that's why he's not romantic that's an excuse that's an excuse and this is why I say you don't need to be taught what worked between you and I doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. Agreed. So you can't be taught it. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Just because your last girlfriend or baby mama or boyfriend and y'all got down like that doesn't mean it's going to work for me. No. So you can't be taught something that's going to change anyway. You got to relearn every relationship is what you're telling me. Yeah, you. He read y'all. It's because mm, mm-hmm. if, if I'm doing the norm, is it really romance? That's just game. You know, oh, read it in the book. Right. Run it on you. Right. It's no, you got it. Cause think about it. You know, you create this whole thing and we're wearing aprons. And, right. I mean, you can't read it in the book. It, it comes to you. You got to know the people. You know, the, know person, the person. Yeah. Know your audience. Very important. Knowing yeah. your audience. So it's not something that needs to be taught. Um, when somebody writes a poem mm-hmm. to that person, nobody had to teach you. All you know is it's supposed to rhyme. That's what I was told. It's supposed to rhyme. <laughs> and it's supposed to express how I feel about you. That's Other it. Other than that, it, it flows. It flows. Romance, is, it, it can flow. Is it what flows. Um, you need love for romance. You Otherwise, you're not going to get it. There you go. Um, I'm not sure if religion was a part of your growing up in your household, but how important is God in your fatherhood and parenting and your marriage? Very. Um, God is everything to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 90% of what I know right now 
came from God, understanding and reading scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned these things and then put them into practice. Right. Um, it makes life better and easier. Mm-hmm. Even the finance side of me right now, it's not because I've been in banking all these years. Right. It's because what I know about God, scripture taught me. I teach people in finance right. some of this stuff now. God is very important. You can't make it without him. Can't make it without him. Can't. I agree. Now, let me see what else. I already asked you what role does God play in your marriage? Oh, really quickly. What's the difference between religion and spirituality? (laughs) (laughs) That's not a quick Religion. (laughs) No, it is. Um, Religion means following what you see. Spirituality means having a direct relationship with God. Oh, I love that. Okay. Read them, Pops. Read them, read them, read them. Okay. So you pretty much, go ahead. You can finish. No, no. That's it. thought. Easy. No, oh, no, that, there's no more. That's it. That's don't it. need no more than that it. one. That's it. There's no more. Um, let me see. I don't think I have anything else for you. Uh, this has been great. Oh, tell people where they can find you. So you, wait, you went to seminary school? Is that what it's called? Yes. So you are ordained to do what? Um, ordained to do everything. Um, Would preach, you call yourself marriage. a pastor? I, I know you have your own New Beginnings Teaching Ministries. Right. Right. So what are you called? Is it elder? Is it pastor? Oh, or pastor. Reverend? Pastor Calvin they Hayes. They refer to me so, as Pastor Calvin So Hayes. you can do like marriage counseling. You can do... Everything. You can, I've seen I can you do marriage weddings. counseling, family counseling, financial counseling. Which is what you do. Can, you throw seminars in Staten Island, am I correct? Yes. Would you throw them in other boroughs in New York? Yes, anytime. Invite me out and I will come and fill the room. So you teach what? Tell us what you teach in your financial seminars. Um, Everything. Everything to do with credit, mortgage, um, collections, savings, savings, budgeting, 401ks, retirement plans. Mm -hmm. Um, I teach you even how to fight collections, how to get validations on these collection agencies. Mm -hmm. Um, I have one letter. I do taxes. I have one letter I can give you and they'll never be able to call you again. Who? Um, These are the collection agencies. Um, I can stop all phone calls coming to your house with one letter. So um, I help people hmm. to do settlements. Okay. Um, recently, I had someone I helped out um, owed a bank ten thousand dollars and mm-hmm. got her a settlement for three thousand six hundred. Ooh! So if someone wants you to run these seminars, or you do one on ones as well, right? One on one consults. So you're 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 pretty much in the field like your daughter. So instead of life coaching, you're a financial coach. Would you call Correct. yourself? Uh, so how exactly if somebody wanted to book you one on one, or somebody wanted to get a group together and have you come do this or a series, how would they yes. find you? Okay, um, you can actually go to my website. It's called New Beginnings WM dot com. If I you go put. there. Yeah. Um, all you have to do is click on financial coaching mm-hmm. and it will walk you through everything. It'll show you all the different areas that um, I cover. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably looking at more than about 30 something areas mm-hmm. that I can cover in finances. I don't care what your income is. I can show you how to live financially fit. I will show you all the secrets to living well, regardless to what your income is. Um, I can get you out of any financial problem that you're in, negotiating, um, get you out of foreclosure, stop garnishments, mm, um, all, the all of need. it, anything, everything. Um, this class, you know, whether I come out to you or you come to one of mine, um, when you leave that class, um, you'll be fit to take your life back. I want to start getting you to do webinars too, so that you could do okay. it from the comfort of 
you know, your home where you can have hundreds of people if they want to sign up and log uh-huh. in and you could just do everything and they, you can mirror your screen. Okay. Um, we can also do webinars where you pre-record it or so if it's about credit, you just have a standard one that yes. they pay up and have, you know, stuff like that. If it's about taxes, blah, blah, blah. And so that you don't have to leave the comfort of your home okay. and you can have more traffic coming in. But that's what I, that's Absolutely. my, that's my lane. Yes. I got you. Um, but I'm going to put your information, of course, in the show notes, okay. the website and everything. So if anyone wants to find you, and of course, if you want to find him and speak to him, you can always go through me and I will make sure to connect you guys yeah. together. For those of you who would like to invite me out, I have a free class coming up on July 13th. That so week. it's on July 13th. If you go to the website, it's a free one. This way you'll get to hear um, some of what I cover. There's so much information. Sometimes I have to break it up. And trust me, you'll be happy be that blessed. you came and you will definitely invite me out to anything you have. I think they will. I think <laughs> they will. I'm glad that you're doing this. You're really good at anything you do. I've never really seen you do anything that you didn't excel at. But this is your lane. This is your vein. And I'm hoping that I'm not hoping I know for a fact that this will be something that will retire you. Yes. Yes. Which is the goal because I want to retire my parents. One of my goals pops is to just come to your job and pull up and be like, we leaving. Like, that is it. You no longer have to do this at all. Actually, you can just come do my books. You can come take care of me. But my goal is to make sure that you and mommy get to do what you want to do and whatever that is. Um, so that's why I'm missing in action a lot, as you know, as you yeah. understand, because I'm just like, they didn't ask for it because you guys never do. But I would like to retire you guys and not retire you where you're struggling. Right. Retire no. you where you are living in abundance. Yeah. That Try, is the goal. We we gonna be comfortable. I'm I'm very fine with comfort. I assure you, we gonna be, and I mean very comfortable, living better than we did while we were working. Amen. So. I claim it in <laughs> Jesus' name. Yeah. So the free seminar you said on July 13th, that's in Staten Island. It's in Staten Island. When you go to the website, It'll you'll be see there. all the information, the address, the time. Okay. Um, it's actually on a Saturday from three to five. The okay. class is two hours long. Okay. So this wasn't bad. I had you for two hours. How are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling good. This is good. Feeling you good. had a good time. Yes. Good, good, good. I have one last I, I'm question. I'm more in love now. <laughs> You're more in love with me now. I have one last question and it might make you cry. Can we start the proceedings so that you could legally adopt me? Oh my God. Don't you dare. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to do it. Absolutely. Oh, my God. You're going to mess me up. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about it for a while. And I just feel like I need to stop thinking about it and do it because it's something I've wanted for a long time. Yes. Yes. I know you know some lawyers. Yes. We got to make some phone calls. And I want to officially Um, make us a thing. My guy, Frank Sedio. He used to be the circuit court judge. So oh, I'm sure he you got can't judges do on the payroll. Huh? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I want to start that proceeding. I want it done before the year is out. Okay, you cool with that? Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, yeah. thank you I'm for being faint. on it. Don't faint. He trying to keep it cool. I, yeah, I got to hold this one. No, let it out. I got to save it for the day. <laughs> I, here's a secret. She probably didn't tell you. I I performed the wedding for her. In Jamaica. Yes, he married And they us. had to wait about 20 minutes for me to stop crying. <laughs> I asked him, I said, instead of walking me down oh. the aisle, will you actually marry me? For me, that was more important to actually have him sanction my marriage. And he was like, uh, okay. And you did it. I, that long walk with that messed me up. <laughs> 
well, what you going to do when we renew our vows? Because we're going to do the whole thing all over again. Yes. <laughs> yes, no, I want you to no. legally adopt me and legally okay. be on paper by law as my dad. I think, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. You heard it here, folks. He yes. said yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Pops, you have been oh such a great God. guest. I got to have you back because, of course, I have way more questions that I didn't get to ask you, but I don't want to hold people too much longer. I appreciate you giving me your time, your honesty. And oh, yes. I welcome you back whenever you want to be here. Oh, anytime. You have a all standing. The <laughs> all the time. You have a standing open invitation. Okay. Yes. And it's your birthday. Okay. So I just yeah. want to say happy birthday. I love Thank you deeply. You. And you. it has been a joy to be your daughter. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, same on this side. I, I, I tell you, in incredible, incredible um, amounts of love. I feel um, it. The things I've... Again, learned from you. I- I- incredible. I've never, ever, um, had to question it. I think even like the part I talked about when you made the statement, mm-hmm. even in that, um, it made me change because if no one else loved me, you needed to. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, for me too. For me too. If nobody else, I needed Steph to love me. And I did and I do. From day one, I was just like, y'all better leave that man alone. If y'all want him out of here, I won't speak to none of you. And I done told mommy that. I done told Tanique that. I done told Faith TC that. If that man ain't here, I'm not messing with none of y'all. No. My child. Yeah, Pops, you saved my life. My like child. The level of daddy issues uh, that I had, if it wasn't for you, that wouldn't have been a healing for me. Yeah. You came in and did something for my soul that I needed. And you did it willingly, happily, and you never once wavered in it. Right. And even with the whole biological situation, you would just... Like, whatever you need to do. When I was like, I'm going to meet him. You was like, you don't have to. And I don't want you to. And don't worry about hurting me. Do what you need to do. do. But you said, you don't have to because I'm here. I can't even. Mm -hmm. You have never wavered. And I'm just very appreciative of your presence. And never will. Mm -hmm. Never will. Unconditional. Additionally, you teach me what that is because I don't really have that for a lot of people. I only have that for you and a few people. But when I watch you have unconditional love, it's it's mind blowing. It's beautiful to watch because I don't really see a lot of people, including myself, that have that. If God is the most important person in your life, Mm -hmm. you you obviously know him and understand him. Yeah. Okay. Let nothing cause you to miss that moment mm-hmm. when when rapture comes mm-hmm. i'm gonna be in it you getting caught up at all costs and whoever gonna keep you from getting caught up they got to go mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, i love you we'll continue this conversation mm-hmm. off air as yeah. per usual it's his birthday we're gonna take him out to dinner have a cocktail uh papa i love you and thank you for I being you here too. and you know what we're gonna have a part two after we sign those adoption papers okay, yes we're gonna come yes. back and maybe we'll do a video for my um web series so okay. like we did with mommy that time so they can actually see your handsome face <laughs> 
and say, see, see what you look like. And um, yeah, y'all don't know. I was about to get dressed up. No, and get he was. Jiggy he ironed. No. He ironed his clothes. I said, no, it's audio, Dad. It's audio. You don't have to get fly, but we are gonna go get you fly now, so we can go out and hang out. And thank you for being okay. here again. Yes, love you. Glad to be beautiful, here. Love you too. Beautiful souls. Thank you for listening. We out. <laughs>